welcome to the McCaffrey Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And we're going to be talking a little bit about some movies. <laughs> and then after, Hell yeah! And after that we'll be uh, re- reviewing a few films. We've got a... What do we have for them today? We have an action extravaganza. Is that what you were saying? That's what I was saying. Yeah. It's an, it's an extravaganza of Expendables proportions. So uh, you can take that hint. He's going to be reviewing The Expendables 2. Aren't you? Uh, no, I, I didn't manage to catch it. But oh, you didn't see it? No, I didn't manage to catch it. Oh, but, shit. I thought you saw it. I was going to see it, but then uh, they didn't have a showtime that agreed with me. Uh. <laughs> they only had, there was only screening in the evening in the cinema that I wanted to see, and uh, I, didn't have, I didn't have time in the evening, so I had to go see a, a morning show. So I saw Premium Rush. So I shall be uh, reviewing Premium Rush, and I will also do a really quick review of um, the latest Mel Gibson movie, Get the Gringo. Okay, and I'll do a quick one of Guy Pearce's Lockout. And following on from the last podcast where I reviewed a book... Furthering on the uh, tradition of reviewing things that aren't movies, I'm going to review the Harry Potter exhibit in Singapore. In the tradition of uh, just making the show up as I go along, longer and longer, uh, yeah. and making you know, you, oh, okay, yeah. that'll be interesting. Yeah, well, won't it? What was that like? I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get the review over with now. Yeah, no. Um, if you if you would like us to do less podcasts but longer ones, or you'd like us to do more often podcasts but shorter ones, you let us some, know. You got some uh, comments, anything, whatever you want to say. It's uh, podcast at mcyappenfries.com is the email address. That's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. <laughs> Should we start by jumping straight into news? I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. It's an awesome It's probably idea. the best idea I've had all minute. I'm going to have some water to celebrate. I'm going to have some beer. Cheers. Mm. It's after <sighs> one, I'm allowed. There you go. It's technically PM. Seeing as it's keeping the current. Yeah. <laughs> Should we start off with uh, Clint Eastwood appeared at the Republican National Congress in Tampa, Florida? Uh, yes. Um, on Friday, Thursday or Friday, I believe it was, yeah, as yeah. a warm up act for Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan. That's right, that's right. It was. Uh, <laughs> this is nuts. Yeah, it's. Um, this is kind of like ruined Clint Eastwood for me. Yeah? I didn't want to know this about it. <laughs> that he was. I don't know whether it's ruined Clint Eastwood for me or whether it has me worried about him because apparently since that was done. So for those of you who don't know, Clint Eastwood brought a chair out. Uh, he had a chair out on set with him. He yeah, talked a little bit. Pretended to have a conversation with um, Obama. He said, "I've got President Obama here." Yes, and he was just asking a whole bunch of questions and uh, some making some pretty deflammatory remarks. Not really, uh, I think I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't too bad, but it was just you a couple of things here and there. Did you notice how he was very halting? Yeah. Um, apparently, none of that was scripted. None of that was planned. Mitt Romney's people didn't know anything about it, yeah. and since then, they've thrown him under a bus. <laughs> yeah. They literally, they just like we didn't know this was going on. Now this. It doesn't really hold well for someone who wants to run one of the biggest, most powerful countries in the world that he can't figure out what's going on with his own pre-show. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's not a good idea. No. If so you, apparently, if you can't handle your pre-show. No. You're, you're, in no, you're in no position to make fun of someone who's had trouble over the last four years. Yes. With with a sinking ship that he, you know, that he, that, with a problem he didn't cause anyway. Apparently, I mean, apparently there was like only one be- mention of George W. Bush in the whole thing, or two, I think. They mentioned him twice, and then they just said, no, no. What, what yeah, that, that never happened. What happened? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what war? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, but to be fair, though... Um, what makes me think he's an old man and he needs to sit down on that empty chair and take it easy for a while? Well, you know, this is a guy who's been famous for not talking much in films. Yeah. You know, so that, that should tell you something. This is the most I've ever heard him speak. He's like, <laughs> the, he's like the shark in Jaws. There's, there's, there's reels of footage that they've been destroying of him acting like an idiot. <laughs> That would explain a lot, though. You know, well, it's no. like, but, uh, oh, he even directs himself like that. He left in all the moments mm. because all the bits where he just was racist, they just took out. <laughs> but but uh, and, and like in uh, him, like sort of singling out John Voight. Like, yeah, it's like John Voight's like, "Don't call me again." Like, what the fuck is yeah. this? 
What have I ever done to you, dude? You called me out for What do you mean? So, so you saw me there. So what? There's a lot of conservatives in Hollywood. I saw John Voight. Yeah, I saw John Voight there. Um, Can't think of anyone else. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, the what? The runaway train dude. He's here. Yeah, the people have already gone on. Like the the internet is getting quicker and quicker, quicker with its snackiness, especially Twitter and stuff like that. With people just like the midnight cowboy is a conservative. Yeah. <laughs> They're putting, like, you know, putting in a ghostly Jedi Obama in the seat, or Yoda, mm-hmm. or, you know, other people have taken on that, or mm-hmm. like, people interviewing um, Clint Eastwood with an empty chair as well. Lauren Michaels must be loving this shit. Saturday Night Live is going to be all over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mitt Romney, I don't... He is... He, well, we don't want to well, talk politics, but he's named after a baseball glove. Yes. <laughs> President Mitt. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. You know, but... But then again, this is a really tough one to call uh, because um, a lot of people... Because motherfucking Clint Eastwood. No, but a lot of people are not happy with uh, the way things have gone over the last four years. A lot Mm. of people are still very pissed off. Mm. And uh, I, you know, despite all this, I have a funny feeling that... um, that Romney could possibly win. It could. I mean, the only thing they have to do is make people forget the previous eight years, before those four years. Uh, I I think people have. I mean, mean, in terms of um, deciding the outcome of an election, I think, you know, people are a lot more concerned with the now. I mean, I don't know a lot of the details of things that are going on there. I just know that people are really pissed off on mm-hmm. both sides. So it's uh, at, it's at this point, it's it, I don't it's hardly a shoe in for anyone. I don't think. Yeah. So let's it, talk it, about. It's much easier for me to comment if someone lives in a country where I can't vote. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what I think they should do. <laughs> I mean, shit. Free tacos for everybody. If I was president, man, I wouldn't let this shit go on. Damn. Ta- mm, tacos. <laughs> Free tacos for everyone. Free tacos. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be really fun? It's just like that's we can't think of anything else. Yeah. Anybody want some free tacos? <laughs> we got we got four hundred million free tacos. <laughs> what about instead of like getting people uh, bringing people home from the war? Why don't we just have some tacos? Yeah. <laughs> You've seen some of the robot chicken stuff, right? Um, mm, tacos. Uh, no. It's like George W. Bush is obsessed with tacos. That's their joke. All oh, right. And robot chicken, and it's like he's in the flight suit the whole time. Also, he thinks he's a Jedi. Bring me some tacos. I haven't seen. I mean, I, I haven't seen any it's robot good. chicken it's in good. a long time. I think the last time I saw robot chicken was over here. That last time that we saw it, and that was fucking months ago. Jesus, years ago. Years ago. Right. That's right. And <laughs> um, on a related note, did you see either of the two trailers for Seven Psychopaths? Uh, I have not. No. Um, so this is by I think is it Martin McDonough, the guy who did In Bruges. Uh, in Bruges, yeah. There's a red band trailer and a green band trailer, and I've watched them both, and these are fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's in, it's it's Chris. Uh, sorry, I'm giving it's, a Colin up. Farrell. it's Colin Farrell mm-hmm. who's writing a script called Seven Psychopaths. Right. Which is they they have tried to shoehorn that. that they, I think they've misnamed their movie, and the marketing's going to get fucked because they try to get Seven Psychopaths in the movie, and there's people they say it as the like the crazy girlfriend. That's not. They don't seem to be in the movie that much. Right. So they've fucked that bit up. Right. It's not about Seven Psychopaths. It's about a guy writing a script called Seven Psychopaths. Yeah. And his best mates are Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken. Excellent. And Christopher Walken and Sam Rockwell are fucking idiots. <laughs> and their job is they steal dogs and then pretend to find them and return them to the owners and get paid for it. Which brings you the great scene of Christopher Walken going, Is this your dog? <laughs> oh, I gotta give you money. Thanks. But um, they kidnap the wrong dog. Woody Harrelson's a gangster and they kidnap his dog and hilarity ensues. And this has got Tom Waits holding a bunny for no reason. Um, Sam Rockwell just being that kind of... I'm trying to think. He's almost like the Quentin Tarantino character in From Dusk Till Dawn. He's the idiot brother friend. 
Sam Rockwell is just a welcome addition to any yeah. cast. I mean, any movie that has Sam Rock- Rockwell in it is worth checking out. Yeah, and then you put Christopher Walken beside him. And then you have Woody Harrelson. This is the role that Woody Harrelson took over from Mickey Rourke, because Mickey Rourke had a falling out with the producers. Mm. Mickey Rourke was originally supposed to play the, uh, the gangster. Mm. And, uh, and, then, but, and then after that, went on interviews and just calling the producers assholes and stuff. <laughs> As only Mickey Rourke can. He's yeah. like, oh, what's this, a bridge? Let me break it. Yeah. <laughs> we burn it before I cross it. you, you got to respect his dedication to self-destruction. To being a weirdo, yeah. <laughs> But this is genuinely fucking funny. I mean, like even, after, even after Iron Man two, he like he went after Marvel. My bird, where's my like, bird? <laughs> but this is genuinely. I wanted to do a layered looking. villain, but Marvel wasn't interested in layers. His layers were more parrots and more more, more tattoos, more hair, hair crap, more tattoos. So, um, I mean, there's some nice scenes of the three of them camping in the desert and Colin Farrell doing the very Irish thing. He's saying, "That's great. That's fucking great." So Colin Farrell's keeping the Irish accent. Yes. I think that's all. That seems to be when Colin Farrell truly comes alive is when you just let him yeah. speak in his Irish accent. Exactly. All of his best performances has been when he's using his natural Irish accent. Yeah. Whenever and he does an American accent, he just looks bored all the fucking time. And they're letting. Um, I can't remember the other actor's name. He was a bad guy in Heroes for a bit. He was the secret government dude. He's bald dude. But yeah, either way, um, there's a Christopher Walken. Yeah, and Christopher Walken beat Christopher Walken. So there's a guy who's like, put your guns up. And he's like, no, put your hands up. No. He's like, why? I've got a gun. I don't care. I was like, but I've got a gun. Your Christopher, Christopher Walken impersonation it's is wandering into, it's wandering, it's wandering into Stallone. You should see Ian's face while he's trying to do it. He's, he's also acting out Christopher Walken's physicality. And I'm having fun. a stroke. It's like, yeah. it looks like he's having these spasms when he's trying to talk. This is really good TV. But, um, really you know, good the guy's like, but I've got a gun. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, too bad. Ian's moving his arms a lot. It's what he does. <laughs> hello. Uh, Christopher, why does like no one want to say hello to me? <laughs> You, I'm not how you're giving a, a full Christopher Walken impersonation for the I'm movie. not, it's terrible. It's really, that's the worst I've ever heard. Did you hear about Titus the, Welliver has nothing to be scared of. <laughs> Titus, are you are you the king of some place I'm unaware of? Hey. I, I've started doing it now. Your father. Me and your father, hey. This watch. Extreme toil. Did you hear about the... I think it was some some convention they had a whole load of cartoon voice voice actors doing Star Wars. What? They had like the guy who does Bender, the guy who does Pinky and the Brain, loads of cartoon character uh, Kevin Conroy I think was there and they got them to just do they were reading the script of Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. In characters voices. Oh shit. And they would rotate R2D2. And one of them did R2D2 as Christopher Walken. So everything was like beep boop, de boop boop, de boop boop, boop boop de that. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. That, well, well, like, it's better than that. I never read the Star Wars scripts. Is R2's dialogue actually written out? <laughs> I believe so. Beep, beep, boop, bop. <laughs> what the fuck? You, have, you, haven't heard, you haven't heard Star Wars until you've heard Vader in the original Pinky. No, but speaking of Star Wars, did you see that fucked up crazy shit that Seth Green's doing? Detours! Yeah. With the, like, at the end of every video, they go, Detours! What the fuck? I know. That's so bizarre. Mm. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Like Han Solo doing a 70s Saturday Night Fever dance is yeah. just very weird. There's another there's another clip of Han Solo coming home and he's been out for dinner and Chewie's waiting with the like candles and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like roommates or something. Yeah, yeah. And Chewie's leaving. <laughs> and Boba Fett like explained to some like you know making up lies to get out of a date. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre as fuck. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I think However, ta- I think we're taking it just a little too far. I think stop. I think yeah. They just, what's, what's wrong? We're just the one thing. As- no, but the one thing that is good about it is they have Seth MacFarlane's uh, Emperor thing, which yeah. is always good. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know how. 
It looks like it looks fucking awful. Too. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really bad. The, the Princess Leia sections in particular, where she's short with huger. Yeah, because yeah. that joke was done already yeah. in fucking Spaceballs. Yeah, it was old when the Spaceballs <laughs> did it in the eighties. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was no sorry that little that little segue. Mm, fuck. Any um, more Christopher Walken news? <laughs> no. <laughs> But it looks really, really good, and it looks really, really clever, and I really want to see Seven Tiger Pats now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that movie. Yeah. I mean, I really liked In Bruges, and I definitely want to see this. And whenever Colin Farrell's just playing himself, I, I like it. I can yeah. get behind it. Once he starts trying to play real characters, yeah. uh, then, you know... He was being interviewed on the... He always the... looks bored. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Well, you, you saw Fright Night, right? Uh, yes, I saw Fright Night. He's good in Fright Night. But again, he's, when he's not, trying to get in the door. He's or trying to get the yeah, beers. That's yeah, really good. Yeah. He's like, or he's, he's just, it, like he's he's chewing on the scenery and leaving vamp marks. Like he's totally licking his incisors the whole time. Yeah, yeah. What's he keeps What's he keep saying to the kid? It's like, hey, is it man or dude or something? He keeps saying like, I can't remember. He says something along the. There's, there's some term. I didn't, I didn't find the movie particularly memorable, to, uh, to be honest. Well, there's some you. term he says. It's like, hey man, you know if you get some beers, man. It's like, he says it so much, it's, it gets creepy and weird. Oh, that was great. And he throws a motorbike at them. Yes, I remember that bit. Yeah. Um, he was... <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what is that? Is that a dog? Cute dog. Cute dog alert. You have to send me the link now. Have to put that on the, I have to put that on the show notes. If you're wondering what that interruption in the show is, the beauty queen from Mars just showed us a picture of a ridiculously cute dog for no fucking reason. I'm going to edit that out so it says something this, else instead of this, dog. This, it looks like a toy. It looks like a stuffed animal. <laughs> I'm going to put something filthy in what nothing, you said. Ridiculously nothing, with a, nothing with a heartbeat can be that cute. It looks fucking fake. <laughs> it's so cute that you just have to pick it up and throw it against the wall repeatedly. Because like it just can't just stay there. To see if it bounces, you gotta pick it up and see if it bounces. <laughs> it is beautiful, therefore it must be destroyed. There you go. What am I talking about? Trailers. Trailers. And in the week of our Expendables review, there you go. Stallone and Arnold both have trailers. Yes. Yes. One of which sucks. <laughs> <laughs> This, this we'll start with bullets to the head, shall we? Yeah, this looks like a bullet to the career. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a bad Steven Seagal movie. It looks really bad. Yeah, it looks really bad. It looks like they've just made an eighties movie and just bad. Stallone looks ridiculous. Yes, he <laughs> although he looks less ridiculous than he does in The Expendables. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have you seen his tash in The Expendables? Uh, yes, I've seen the. Trailers. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's distract. I mean, it's a distracting face to start with. But when you put this kind of scraggly fucking beard on it, it's yeah. like what? Ooh. I don't know. Right yeah, it's like it's th- it's this weird attempt to look hip, yeah. and, and it doesn't work. No. And as Stallone's getting older, his face just looks weird. Yeah, it's like he looks like a slab of meat that he used to beat up <laughs> in fucking Rocky. It just and then he puts a beret on. <laughs> he looks like he's that guy from Big Trouble in Little China who's halfway through that transformation before he explodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> only only with like only his complexion. Only his complexion his complexion is so much worse I mean, it looks like it's the surface of Mars it's, it's fucked up they want to land rovers on that shit like there's all craters and dimples and all sorts of weird shit going on it looks on. like he's constantly listening to Will I Am he looks like he's got like two, two, two separate ear, head plugs in and he's got Will I Am playing on his left and Feist playing on his, on his right <laughs> and it's just completely fucking with his psyche <laughs> but he's got really bad skin. I mean, he makes Edward Joe's almost look like a fucking Oil of Ule uh, advert. Oil of Ule. <laughs> oil of Ole, sorry. <laughs> no, when I was in school, it was called Oil, oil of Yulan. Yulan. Oil of Yulan. And we used to say it's Oil of Mylan. Hey. Smala. Lan means cock in Chinese. <laughs> you guys were amazing back then. Would you, like, would you like some Oil of My Cock? <laughs> <laughs> it is nice to see Jason Momoa getting work. 
Yes, it is. It is nice to see Jason Momoa getting more. And he's grown his hair. Out. He's kept. He's kept the the Conan. That is. That is the one thing that I am kind of interested to see. And I'm just hoping that the just the trailer people have done a fucked up job because mm. I would hate for one one. I still want to see this movie because it is a, a return. The return of Walter Hill. Is it a sequel to The Demolitionist? Um, no, I don't think it's a sequel to anything. But it looks like a sequel to The Demolitionist. It could. It's The Demolitionist, right? Demolition Man. The, no, not Demolition Man. The other one. Demolitionist. Was The Demolitionist, right? Was it? With Sharon Stone. Demo- the Specialist. Specialist. <laughs> what the I fuck? Got confused. Demolitionist? Specialist. <laughs> that sounds like a Corey Hay movie. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks like it could be cheesy fun. Yeah. But the trailer pretty much gives the entire movie away. Yeah. I mean, the trailer tells you everything. When it shows his daughter being kidnapped and then they show... It shows his reaction. Yeah. And I love how, and I love how that Stallone still expresses anger the same way. He hits something. Yeah. He's like, Duh! And then he hits the steering wheel. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, I'm feeling something. <laughs> I'm a morning. <laughs> and he's paired up with this Asian dude, and there's like a whole bunch of like. Cheap, Who the fuck is that guy? Cheap, uh, cheap knocks at each other. Yeah. He does look familiar. Mm. You know, it's like oh, you gonna do some, oh, you gonna do some kung fu shit. Yeah. Dude, from Florida. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're listening to eighty? Were they listening to Winger or somebody in the car? I don't know who it was, but it's yeah, like, and dude, like, can we play something from this century? It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting old, and I re- and I realize it. Uh, yeah. Fucking terrible. Yeah. On the other hand, they had uh, Arnold had a trailer for The Last Stand, which plays to his age, and it's made in the decade we live in. Yes. Looks like it was made in the decade we live in. And uh, but I love how it, it just assumes that everyone knows who this Korean guy is. Oh yeah. It's it like, just says his name. It just it's, says uh, his name. It doesn't say director of what or anything. It's just like where is it? And you know that, yeah. And you know that these. And you know that people in fucking Butte, Montana. Be I've like, seen. I saw the devil. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. I mean, seriously, who who in Redneck, Alabama, has seen a tale of two? Systems? Why is Arnold working with the Chinese? Yeah. But he's not. I mean, he did the good, the bad, and the weird. But he's not primarily an action director. No, he's not. Also, it has Johnny Knoxville in a selection of zany hats. Yes, Johnny Knoxville looks like he's going to be the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. Yes. <laughs> Did you see when he's holding the bullet belt going into the old tiny machine gun and yeah, he just yeah. got a look at faces like I'm Johnny Knoxville this is fire, this is Jackass fire machine guns exactly he looks like he's in Jackass uh. <laughs> and and just like and Arnold just looks like completely nonchalant when he's firing this fucking machine gun. yeah and uh, that, and and I like I liked cooler. how they I liked how they referenced. Arnold's age in it yeah when they throw through the plate glass window yeah it's like yeah that, that was a nice way to do it Sheriff I'm old. And I just I like how that they are not sort of hiding that. And a lot of mm. people have uh, made comments of like, Arnold, man, Arnold's age. Arnold looks old. Arnold is old. Yeah, he looks better than Stallone. He looks he looks way better than Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that in the Expendables. But there's points in the Expendables where it looks like I they're mean, just I trying mean, to do his outfit from different movies. He looks yeah. like he's wearing the jacket from the Terminator, but the Hawaiian shirt from everything else. Yeah, and his hair is the same almost. I've, is, I I uh, one of the top backers on it. Cool, crack crack me up. He's like. Uh, Arnold really needs to get rid of this 60-year-old dyke hairstyle. <laughs> he looks like a fucking 60-year-old dyke with this hairstyle. I think it works for him. I think, well, he does. Now, I, can't, I can't imagine he, him with a fringe. He does look like a 60-year-old dyke, though, with that. Well, can you imagine him with a fringe? No, I couldn't, can't imagine him with a fringe. I don't want to go back to Raw Deal days. No. Remember Raw Deal when he had that fucking... What, what was that movie where he had that fringe? Was it Raw Deal? When he like this is how Arnold looks different. And like in the day, all I can think about in the eighties is he's, he's wearing a the, Russian hat. In the day, he's got the side parting when he's with his wife. And oh God! And, and at night, and at night when he's like a tough guy, he slicks his hair back. Oh God! Yeah, no, the side parting doesn't work because it goes that kind of wavy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that side parting shit that yeah. looks fucked up. It's uh, where we got the classic line: "You should not drink and bake and bake." <laughs> 
But uh, Peter Stormer is in that as well, which is kind of yeah. Like and so is Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, they just they keep throwing people at it. Yeah, and so is Sif from Thor. Yes, yeah, holding a sniper rifle. There you go. And so is Lu- Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman. Yeah, for one scene, it's like one, it's him turning around dramatically. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Batanga. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to change the world. It just looks like a very no no frills. Yeah. Um, action, fun action film. Fun, fun action film. It's a January release. Yeah. It's not going to change the world. No. <laughs> But it's nice to see Arnold back. Yeah. It's nice to see him kicking ass again. Exactly. I'm the sheriff. <laughs> it's my day off. It's my day off. It should be a quiet weekend. <laughs> I have seen enough blood and death. <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> There'll be more opportunities later. We've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Arnie. Uh, mm. <laughs> So uh, there was a poster for uh, Dread got around the place. Dread's getting really good views. Ooh. It's coming out 20th of September. I'm, I'm, Time I'm, fucking flies by these days. We live um, in a world where no, the Avengers is out on DVD and we're getting the, uh, the, already. The Avengers is also uh, getting re-released in the cinema. In Labor Day weekend, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the poster was, yes, it's coming back with Thanos' fucking face. <laughs> Did you see that? No. No, that was on Slash Films. Thanos grinning like a fucking pedo and like, <laughs> it's Labor Day, you can see it again. But um, what I really like is that some some card. I think in the, like just, in the it almost reads like to me it should be like just in case Dark Knight Rises makes makes more money. Yeah, a little bit more. We got to be the number one movie. Let's go to top it. Let's top it up. We're gonna here. re-release this shit. <laughs> is that on video here DVD here before the US? It is. It is. Yeah. Is but, that? but it's just the movie. There's yeah, no there's no extras. No extras whatsoever. They're pulling a fucking Avatar. Fuck them. And we'll Fuck. get to that later. But um, this is the poster that they released for Dread, right? Which is a nice little kind of graffiti stencil thing. Very arty. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Some yes. wag. In the UK, <laughs> did that and put the he put the smiley face over the dread face and put chopper. Sweet. Of all the graffiti you could do to that poster, that's pretty fucking cool. That's like yeah. making a tw- making a twenty year old joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually going out and getting a yellow spray can. Yeah. <laughs> like graffiti, actual graffiti artists are too fucking young to know who chopper is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was badass. That's cool. We got to put this shit up. Yeah, but this will be linked up so. <laughs> uh, As we move on to the, cons- oh, well, have you got something? Or? Oh, what, I've got, a, I've got a theme section. Oh, you've got a theme section. Yes, it's the QVC it, moment. Enlighten me. I didn't know about this theme. <laughs> oh no, well, there was, there was a lot, of, a lot of news that was the same. So, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, Bar- Baromir says one does not simply walk into Mordor. Yeah, you can apparently shop there. Uh, they're selling the ring. <laughs> Are they? Yes. At Mordor itself. From Mordor, <laughs> you can order online. It's Weta Digital are selling it. Uh huh. Um, it is, and this, the. the, the the thing, it, it's a price that the dwarf wouldn't turn their nose up at. Yes. $99. $99 US, 99 US dollars for a tungsten The Ring. Sauron's Ring. And it's already sold out. First printing. First printing. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they, they're going to print shit. This is going to be like a print since, wrong thing. Since when did fucking and, but, fuck no, up Peter Jackson became, become such a shrewd businessman? It's like, since when it's did not him, it's the, it's the other guy. What's his name with the glasses? Steven Taylor. Stephen, we have a ring for sale. As you can see, it's it's originally based upon the ring from the movies. Buy it now for your loved ones. That it is, comes uh, in a wooden box. That, that, that is an amazing that is an amazing impersonation. He does talk. Like he does that. talk like that. The real <laughs> interesting part was where we made thousands of arrowheads. Skip chapter skip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chapter skip. We're standing beside this wall of arrowheads. He starts talking about what's written on the hilt. I have the most <laughs> exciting job in the world. Yeah, but I just can't express it. <laughs> It is kind. It is kind of cool. I mean, but in between me bookmarking this and us doing the podcast, they have sold out. But ninety nine bucks, it can't be that good for that. But it is the same size and weight as the ring. 
<laughs> How do you fucking know? This could be anything. That's what I know. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's with a digital man. They make razor gun, laser guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of cool looking. They, they make pre- they make pretty good laser guns. Yeah, yeah. Their steam their steampunk line of stuff is really really cool. Actually, whatever Captain something or others, Norbert something. They got a really cool like Victorian yeah, 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 old yeah, age yeah, name yeah, for yeah. them. Um, nah, fuck this. Fuck that. Fuck this. You don't want to wear the one ring. I don't want to wear it around one. your neck. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm not a fucking idiot. Put <laughs> beer on the end of your name and go out with some chick with an L on the end of hers. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, this isn't working out. You can't speak Elvish. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> uh, um, the other news we have from The Hobbit was that they've named the movies. The middle one's now moved. I'm, I'm really angry there's three Hobbit movies. Yeah, it's getting... <laughs> I'm really pissed about this, Peter. You, you're going all hipster on it, isn't it? Before it's even out, you're like, fuck you. Fuck this. Yeah. No, come on! It's the, mean, it's the same size was, as one was, of the actual Lord of the Rings books, and you're making three movies. I was so—I mean, I was amazed that you could somehow squeeze two two movies out of the shortest yeah. book in, in the fucking series. How do you make three? Are you going to be filming all of the appendices? What, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, well, there's that bit where they have a house party at Gandalf's. That's gonna you and know. things get out of control. <laughs> and then there's uh, one of the tropes is oh yeah. Uh, Bilbo goes on a date that doesn't work out so well one yeah. crazy night yeah yeah um, but the titles are The Hobbit An Unexpected Journey The Hobbit The Desolation, Desolation of Smog. I was going to look good in a that's t-shirt that, that's, not, that's not a mouthful at all no and The Hobbit there and back again every 12 year old in America is going to be able to say that title no problem <laughs> Desolation of Smog. I would love to do like a YouTube video of getting, daddy what's a smog getting like video of like of a 10 year old or 11 year old you know the, the, what because like you know, like you know, what? children who the Hobbit was written for. Yes. <laughs> I would love to just just do like a like a, a YouTube mashup video of all of these kids trying to say, well, "I want to go, I want to go see the Hobbit: The Desolation of Smog." Yeah. <laughs> It'll be hilarious. Not 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 there and back again because that one's not out yet, Dad. No. 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 I don't want to. What? What? <laughs> Why does this movie take so long to finish? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the Hobbit. The Hobbit Two: The Quest for More Money. <laughs> The Hobbit 3, we can't believe you're still paying to yeah. see these movies. <laughs> no, The Hobbit 4 is the after party, where they just go back to Bilbo's and get ripped. The Hobbit 4 would just be all of the production videos edited together. It's like, we fooled you. Yeah. Ah, what you crazy motherfuckers will do to go back to Middle Earth. No, the fourth, the, the fourth movie is just Sauron making the ring. <laughs> clang! 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 clang. <laughs> Drops it in the water, takes it back out again. Clang! <laughs> Three and a half hours of that, and uh, like no, 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 it's not finished. No, no, no. It's, it's finished. finished. <laughs> we gotta have a little bit more of a story. We can, we can have him going around and giving it to the, you know, like to, to the nine realms. Yeah, and like the, the, the end. I'm gonna do a ring. Then the, the end of the movie is Sauron like going. What's his ring? I got the real one for myself. Puts away, puts away to to be continued. I gave you fakes. Yeah, you dumbasses. And you can just intersperse it with Sauron getting the car washed. Sauron going. Peter Jackson's gonna do like a pre- press conference and it's like we've decided to turn the prologue of Fellowship of the Ring into an actual film. <laughs> Because re- everyone's been telling me how much they like that. Yeah. <laughs> New Zealand needs money. <laughs> We're just going to announce New Zealand will be rebranded as Lord of the Rings country. Might as well. Might as well. Man, fuck New Zealand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Up until this, they Man. were the they were the sheep country. Man, fuck it, run for president. Yeah. <laughs> Will Peter Jackson be, be, be New Zealand's Arnold? 
Will he go into politics and end up running the country? I don't know. He will turn New Zealand into a film. Yes. <laughs> turn it, he'll, he will turn it into Middle Earth. Everyone wants to live in houses with round doors. <laughs> uh, Tax breaks for round doors. Uh, speaking of... Um, Tax breaks? Round doors? <laughs> I was going to say presidents. Uh, people who run countries. Michael Douglas is uh, playing uh, Ronald Reagan in a yeah. completely unrelated thing. And, uh, let's, yeah. let's talk about something that's not... Not 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 geek centric for for a second. For a second. No, and also I'm, I happen to be a big Michael Douglas fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Douglas is actually doing a fair bit. He's uh, shooting Liberace. Uh, he has his um, cyborg heart now, right, or something? Didn't he have some operation last year? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's more uh, machine than man now, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Catherine Zeta-Jones hopes. Hey. Uh, hey! Uh, yeah, so he's uh, shooting a, a Liberace biopic with uh, Steven Sodenberg that's going to HBO, and he's shooting that with Matt Damon. Who's playing Liberace? Um, Michael Douglas. What? Michael Douglas is playing Liberace. Oh, sorry, yes. Yes. Sorry, I thought the Liberace... Because I saw the headline, and I saw what you were talking about, and I thought the Liberace... He's playing Liberace and Ronald Reagan in the same movie. And then after that, he's uh, teaming up, I think, with... Um, De Niro and um, Morgan Freeman to do a like a an old old people go to Vegas bachelor bachelor party kind of movie, mm-hmm. uh, which could be that's that, that's the kind of thing that's, that sounds like it'll for be a moment either. there I thought you're going to say that uh, Morgan Freeman was playing um, Gorbachev. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman can play anything. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, I can play anything. <laughs> Cast me as this white man. <laughs> Do you think people would be pissed if Morgan Freeman played Gorbachev? I don't know. I think, I think, <laughs> I think Russians would be pissed. I think Gorbachev would be mi- Gorbachev would be... Oh, he's good likeness. <laughs> Once he's got the, 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 the birthmark on there, you won't know the difference. I, I, like, I think uh, Steven Spielberg fucking pussied out by not casting Morgan Freeman as Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the secret that no one knew. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he freed the slaves. Yeah. Not- I'm not black. <laughs> I'm white. My name's Abraham Lincoln. I'm not a slave. <laughs> Not only do I hunt vampires, I'm also black. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Uh, but that could that, totally work. But uh, Michael Douglas is also signed on to play uh, Ronald Reagan in the, mo- in the movie Reykjavik, mm-hmm. uh, which takes place around the 1986 peace summit in Iceland. Uh, Reagan and uh, Gorbachev, who still hasn't been cast yet. The supermarket. Ridley, Ridley, Ridley Scott. <laughs> Mom's gone to Iceland. So Reagan. <laughs> What's he gone for? Fish and chips? No, world peace. What the fuck? <laughs> that only makes sense if you've lived in the UK. Ridley Scott was uh, previously attached mm. uh, to direct, but um, uh, he's got other shit that he's dealing with now. Mm. Uh, we sh- actually, we'll touch on that later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Mike Newell, director of uh, Donnie Brasco and Harry mm. Potter and the Goblet of Fire, is uh, directing Reykjavik. Mm. So that's be- that'd be interesting to see. I'm always happy anytime Michael Douglas does a new movie. Mm. Yeah. What was the last one he did? Uh, the last one he did... Um, was I think Haywire? Oh yes. Haywire, Haywire was the last thing that he did. Yeah, we got we got a bit into that before the Jamie Dodger said, "This is boring." <laughs> she wasn't impressed. I was thinking it was too. too why are they fighting? Why is it? Was, it was too cerebral. For why them? are they cutting around all the time? Was, Just punch each other. Although it was great when we we, we did we did manage to make it past where Tate Donovan got beat the shit up by a girl. Tate Donovan? Not Tate Donovan. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Tate Donovan. <laughs> There's a tape in the name. The love potion number nine. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen that movie. I've also seen Memphis Belle. <laughs> Tate Donovan. There was like it's a, tomato soup. There was like a period of like 15 minutes where Hollywood's like, should we give this guy a lead role? No. no! <laughs> and then he was on Friends. Yeah, then he was. Because he was going out with Jennifer Aniston. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
seems to like get jobs like with people he dates. Yeah. So he hasn't clearly he hasn't been dating in a while. Wasn't he in the OC? Was he? I didn't watch the OC. Fuck yeah, you. <laughs> the OC? I think he was in the OC. You watched the OC? I watched I went out with someone who watched the OC. Alright. Oh, yeah. What's her name? <laughs> Orla Christabel. No, no, Tell me her name! <laughs> Fucking killer! Oh, <clears throat> I will have to put this up, so remind me to add this into the link notes. Um, have you seen the videos of Toronto Batman? What? Toronto Batman. Toronto Batman. Yeah, like Toronto the city, not Toronto. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, that's what I thought you meant. No, he was a guy who, before the Dark Knight Rises came out, he just ran around Toronto dressed, dressed as Batman, Batman, screaming at people. <laughs> no, I didn't know anything about this. It was brilliant. How did I, I not find out about this? This I thought ridiculous. I said this to you. Did you? So you Toronto, probably, Toronto, yeah, Toronto just, he just did it. He just has like he's always grinning. He's on the he's on the, he's just standing on the sofa. He like calmly as fuck in his tall <laughs> here. And then everyone just kind of like looks at him and gets over. It's obviously they've been looking at him long enough. He started the thing of he, he was one of the first to start dressing like Batman and shouting at people. A lot of people have done all this stuff since. But like standing on the train and then people are just standing there talking, looking around. And he's like, "Parents are dead." <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking drink on <laughs> Your parents are fucking dead. Yeah, parents are dead. He just comes back and says, Your parents are dead. That's what he just says. And then he's like, Oh, what's the one? His parents are dead. Oh, my parents yeah, are dead. Yeah, my parents are dead. Oh, and thought, he says it like I thought, that. I thought you said your parents are no. dead. No. It's Toronto Batman. What's the other one? He says, Swear to me. He's just like, So like, you just see him like, The cameraman, they did some nice setup. So the cameraman goes to the Starbucks, gets a coffee, and sits down. He just sits there. And then he, Batman just leans around the door and says, Tournament! <laughs> the people in there just jump out of their skin, and there must have been something on on London because in this in London city centre there's a web channel on YouTube called Recumbu, mm-hmm. and they were filming like it's it's a there's a black dude I'm not sure his name but he's been on a lot you've seen him on some BBC TV shows and stuff like that in the past and he's just talking to camera about the new Hyundai whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like so the new this is the new Hyundai whatever and he's just doing the link you know he's doing the setup mm-hmm. and then Batman just walks into the fucking frame like. Hyundai, what's this? My parents are dead. And the guy, just, the presenter, just like starts cracking up because he doesn't know this. Like it's completely not a setup. This guy's like, we're trying to. Sorry, but we've got video cameras. This is my tumbler. And then the all all Jews to the guy who's doing the segment. Mm-hmm. He runs with it. Right. He's like, so is this with the kind of car you go for? Mm. <laughs> Flame of people, <laughs> and they do like a twenty-minute segment, and then he takes him, he takes Batman for a test drive. It's like, what do you think so far? Mm. <laughs> and he's doing that like they open the boot. What are they going to do? Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the engine? It's got. And your man's given. Your man's given like the technical description of like. Okay, it's got a. It's a one point six liter engine with its twin turbo. What do you think of that? Sucks. <laughs> and I was like, it's got two cup holders. Mm, it's good for my jerky. <laughs> good for putting things for throwing at people and then they're driving around the test drive and he's just leaning out the window he's got a bottle of water and he's drinking and he's grinning at this point Batman can't stop grinning and, but he's keeping it in character most of the time and he's like get a haircut my parents are dead and it's just it's genius it's like what would you give it out of five four it's like but you, you didn't and they, and they tried to get the voice recognition to work it's like play a rock station it's like and it's English so it's pardon Rock station, play a CD, CD, play, play a CD. Like maybe you need to be more assertive. CD, play. It's brilliant. I'll put the video up. Well, speaking of Batman, yes, Michael Keaton has joined the cast of RoboCop. Yeah. What? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Michael Keaton. I was like, speak. No, speak. Douglas. Kurt, yeah. Douglas. What? Michael no. Douglas. No. My brain. Michael Douglas. Michael, Michael Keaton. Jonathan Simpson Stevens. What? Speaking of a Batman who never felt the need to do a stupid voice. His parents are dead. <laughs> 
And actually, in, in a strange way, Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite. I mean, like, he's. Chris, Christian Bale's my favorite Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but Michael Keaton's my favorite Batman. Really? And well, he has a bit more character as Batman, and he doesn't do that stupid voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he kind of understands that you'll be heard yeah. if you speak like that. Uh, but. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's taken over. Taken um, over from Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Uh, who is uh, supposedly playing the villain? Although there's been some reports saying that that's not entirely true. Is that uh, so? It's still not exactly sure of the character. Dick Jones. Um, in between our last podcast, when we saw some footage, uh, some bits and pieces of Ed Two Hundred Nine and some concept crap, mm-hmm. and now apparently everyone thinks this movie's terrible. Yes, yes. <laughs> the script came out and it's it has so, like it's uh, there's there's a horror. They, they send them to Afghanistan. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's like a, it, it, like funding gets cut once they build them or something and start fucking around with them. Yeah. It sounds like the plot of RoboCop Two, right? Yes, yeah. he's talking, he's reading the rights of the dead guy. You have the right to tango or something. Something that? like that. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the script got a very, very bad review. Um, and also the director was quoted as saying that he's, he's, uh, that, that he's having a hard time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, everyone seems to be very, very happy about the fact that Michael Keaton has joined the cast. Mm. It's like, it's, it's ridiculous. Ever since this was announced, the amount of support that has come in, like, oh, it's so Quick, good. Quick, Batman! It's so good to see Michael Keaton on screen again. Yeah, what has he been doing? He hasn't been up too much. I mean, like, aside from the last time I saw him was in The Other Guys... Uh, oh, he was great. He was angry in that. Yeah, he was great in that. And um, I just want to keep and, saying my parents are dead in an angry voice. Sorry, I need to get. <laughs> and uh, and he was also uh, Ken in Toy Story Three, and he was very good fun in that. Oh yes, he was excellent as Ken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean I'm a huge Michael Keaton fan. I mean that was the best. And, how, and how's this for a weird? Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. Mind blown. <laughs> That's the reason he has he had to change his name. I'm not sorry because uh, he couldn't he couldn't go by his actual name because Michael Douglas was already he should have gone and, and Douglas Michael was already taken as well yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Toy Story 4 was oh Toy Story 4 what announced I'm very I'm very annoyed that they've announced the Toy Story 4 he was in Noah's Ark The New Beginning not the new other one he's in Small Fry 30 Rock Hawaiian Vacation Forget Me Not the other yeah, why the other is guys. there a Toy Story 4 I felt I felt that the Toy Story 3 was pretty final I don't know yeah. he gives the toys away yeah. you know he's too old for them what, what the fuck did, like, did, did, uh, Bruce and Woody have a baby are, is, you know, Woody and Buzz are like pissed off and they miss him and the, the story story 4 is about them going to visit their old owner what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. it's, you know it's stupid man stupid let it rest I don't know what are we going to do yeah but yeah Michael Keaton hasn't done an awful lot he hasn't since, done a whole lot of stuff since the other guys it's a shame because uh, he's a really really underrated actor yeah I loved him in Mr. Mom yeah I loved him in Clean and Sober Mm. You remember that? I, I also and I loved his performance in Multiplicity. The movie wasn't great. No, but uh, he 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 was really good fun. Oh, so he'll always be Beetlejuice. That's right. Yeah, nice fucking model. <laughs> 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 you bunch of losers. <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking model. <laughs> <laughs> Back when Tim Burton made movies with balls. Yeah. Although having said that, I am excited about Frank and Weenie. Mm. That looks like. Tim Burton going back to what the I like the plush toys look amazing yeah 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 I, I, I have been very tempted <laughs> I have been very tempted to pick up a, a, a Frankenweenie plush <laughs> no you're kidding I've been looking at, I've been looking on it you need to change your Twitter profile to that owner of a Frankenweenie plush <laughs> that's it I'm ordering it now I'm getting it out of a t-shirt ordering. for your birthday I, want- <laughs> I, I own a Frankenweenie plush yes Pity me. I, I, am, I am a real man. Yeah. Real men own Frank and Winnie pleasures. Because we can we can admit to this shit. Mm. <laughs> What's the missing postman? <coughs> what? Is that the Jamie Dodgers book? Where? What? There's something the missing postman on the shelf over there. Where? People listening don't give a fuck about What are you pointing at? 
I got blind! Never mind. It's there! It's in your house! The missing postman! What is oh, that? the missing postman. Someone gave me that book as a gift. <laughs> oh, right. You don't know you. There's no car chases in it. It doesn't start Jack Nicholson, so I haven't read it yet. This is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Beached. It's the story of a boy raised by whales. <laughs> it's being... It's, uh, it's a is it a really short movie because the moment they take him down for his first big breath, he drowns? No, it's, 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 it's great. It's great. It's beached. It's being directed by John Turtletop, the director of Cool Runnings and National Treasure. Is Bette Midler in it? No. <laughs> beached. <laughs> Bet Mittler as the whale. <laughs> Beach centers on a chubby four-year-old child who falls overboard during a family outing and is raised by whales and goes on to become an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, is it Beach brackets the Be- Mick, what's his name? Something Michael Phelps story? Yeah, it's from the writer of Tower Heist. Again, how? <laughs> How do they get over the fact that whales spend like 80% of their lives in the water? The kid's going to drown on his first breath. That's why he becomes like an Olympic swimmer. Yeah, no. Are, you, are, they, are they actually going to show the, the whale? How do you... The, teaching this kid how to swim? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be fucking retarded. Is it CG? Morgan Freeman is the whale. <laughs> it's a computer. Is the, does the whale talk? How do you know. raise a fucking child? <laughs> <laughs> You see, the child would be dead if the white of the whale. Yeah, the whale gives him a hug. You know, the, the whale pats him on the head, and his fucking neck is broken. Stupid chubby four-year-old. I love how they feel the need to tell you he's chubby. Yes, that he's a chubby four-year-old. So yeah. the whale mistakes him for a small whale. How fucking chubby is? Ch- I mean, how chubby do you have to be for a whale to mistake you for a small whale? Oh, it's from the it's, the, it's from the director of Cool Runnings, so it's all good. It's all good. This guy knows how to handle Jamaicans. We'll cool, be fine. Runnings. <laughs> cool. cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Hey, one of John Candy's last good movies. It's a great movie. That bit William Rounds. Dreadlock breaks off in the icebox. They should get like, and they should get. Have you seen the online pictures of this really fat Chinese kid? Uh, that there's the, the someone, someone's been going around putting pictures of like, a, yeah, yeah. She'll find it. We got to put this up so people can see it. If you haven't seen pictures of this fat Chinese kid, it's amazing. It's like because someone is writing really, they, someone who's clearly like a friend or a family friend or something is taking pictures of this kid. And, or hates him and putting the pictures online with really funny uh, phrases oh so he's got this one he's got this one where the kid's in the Ultraman position like this and he's wearing leopard skin leotards and nice. he's fucking fat and the word and, and the phrase is like I choke rep it like this you what and I choke I choke rep it like this he he did I make pants <laughs> got another picture of him holding up an empty empty rice bowl with the phrase the fuck is this shit <laughs> That's terrible. But yeah, if he fell into the water, I'd, I, I'd the imagine. water would get out of the way. There you go. Yeah. And a beach, w- and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a and a whale would would think he's a small whale and might raise him like a small whale. Mm. This movie's gonna suck. I can't wait to see it. Because <laughs> John Turtletop, he just doesn't get enough work. You know, that guy just needs to yeah. make that guy just needs to make. Cool Runnings, National Treasure, awesome, <laughs> great movies. Cool Runnings is genuine. I cry like a bitch every time they pick up the thing and walk it to the end. You do? Yeah. <laughs> It's great, man. It's a good movie. It's a good, good movie. movie. I like Cool Runnings. I wasn't crazy about National Treasure, though. No. No, not particularly. Indiana Cage. Um, <laughs> oh, that kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's incredibly racist. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put this shit up. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we got we got to put these pictures up. No, I'm going to let you guys put these pictures up. I think as, a, as, a, as a white Anglo-Saxon male, I'm not doing anything related to these at all. You didn't take these pictures. <laughs> you just you're just sharing them with the world, as if as if lots of people fucking sign on to our fucking site. That's true. There you go. 
You are not, yeah. You, you, you have a, a fondness for the turtles. I, I am quite fond of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, what, what, is, what is your? I know you're a lot on the ca- comic side. What about the cartoon? I was a fan of the cartoon. You were a fan. Of the I cartoon. was. I was a fan of the cartoon. Are you going to get the van? Um, I have been thinking about getting the van. So you've seen this? I have seen this. Yes. So this uh, is the all the all eleven discs or something like that. There is one. Yeah, two, yeah, three, yeah. Four, yeah. All the di- all the discs of the seasons of the Team Hero uh, Turtles. Yes. In the UK, as they were called. I am scared to watch these again if because I, they are fucking terrible. If I, if I got it, I'd probably just get it for the van. Yes, the van because <laughs> it's coming in a in a turtle party van, which is fucking hardcore. Yes, it is. It's very nice. What always got me was the bumper these... plate because I, I not the bumper plate the uh, the bumper. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, got yeah. that kind of it hasn't got a nose, which is the whole point yeah. of driving the teeth wide at each end and narrow in the middle was to give the impression that there's a nose in a two D fashion. But this is flat, mm-hmm. so doing that just makes it look awesome. Yeah, but I am scared to watch these cartoons again because I do figure they 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 probably like uh, probably kind of suck. <laughs> also, a lot of unresolved feelings around like April O'Neil might come to the surface. The surface. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Have you got a yellow jumpsuit? No. Oh, well, look into that. <laughs> <laughs> we must we must get you a yellow jumpsuit. Oh fuck! It's twenty three discs inside for the 20- low price of a hundred dollars. Yeah, I might. I might wait till it's on sale. Yeah, <laughs> I might wait till it's on sale. Same way I waited until like you know the entire collection of Battlestar or not Battlestar Galactica. That would be a bargain. I bought the entire Babylon Five set when it was a quarter. When it was like a 80, 80, 80 euros 80, instead yeah. of three hundred and forty. Yeah, I reckon like uh, two or three years from now during Christmas, Amazon will slash the prices. Yeah, and you'll still be and you'll still be in the market for a little cartoon yeah. turtle van yeah, at that yeah, stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're never too old. To, to, you're never too old to get a Ninja Turtle van. No. It looks awesome. <laughs> you did hear what they said about the scripts. Yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. It looks absolutely. It sounds really, absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but it, I think Michael Bay commented that was an early version of the script. Uh, yeah, but everything that I heard, it just sounds fucking atrocious. So was the video. What was the dish issues with it? It was. I mean, it was stupid, but it was also. No, they were like uh, the. April O'Neil and was like a, it's like it, it, oh it's, it's, it's primarily on Casey and April primarily about Casey they're teenagers going to she's going to journalism school yeah 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 and um, it's stupid 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 it's really stupid that the, and they're aliens in the sewers the, right the, the, the turtles are fucking aliens that in itself is just ridiculous yeah. I mean I don't know what the fuck are you doing how are you going to work Splinter and is he from the rat planet and, and, I, and I just know that this is going to suck because I actually you know I know things you know things I know things it doesn't sound good you know all see all I can't talk about it obviously I can't, I can't talk about it but uh, it's then don't talk about it I'm not going to talk about then it then don't I won't so stop it then am I talking about it yes stop making by it by not stop. talking about it by talking around <laughs> it you're talking about it Beach is coming out yeah um, to finish off my merchandising segment did you you know did you did you put in, a, put in an order for the um, Hot Toys Scarlett Johansson no, because no. now you can get a matching Hot Toys and uh, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. I, I've decided not. That looks pretty cool. It, no, all of Hot Toys, all of Hot Toys toys looks cool. I've just decided that I, I can't, I can't really afford. These are porn toys. toys. <laughs> yeah, I can't really afford Hot Toys at the moment. No, because you're, you're talking about 200, 200 US a pop for a poseable you know, Anne Hathaway for a fucking toy. At the end of the day, I mean, yeah. it's a nice toy, but we're, we're still talking about an action figure. Yeah. So no, Gavin doesn't have a toy of the week this week. <laughs> <laughs> What's your toy of the week? I made a plane with some paper. <laughs> toy bills. Yeah, I made it out of bills. Bills. That's my toy of the week, asshole. I got bills to pay you, bitch. Why don't you go spend some more of Daddy's money on that fucking Batman figure? At that point, I think you're only right that I do this. Fuck Batman. <laughs> Man, fuck Anne Hathaway. Spoon. That's awesome. Where'd you yeah, get that? I didn't get one for you. 
What? No, I didn't get one for you. Why not? <laughs> this son of a bitch. She just... I just bought it. I bought a tick t-shirt. This guy just showed me an awesome tick t-shirt. That I know you want. Yes, and he didn't get one for me because he's a can. And I got it from that website that only sells them for one day. I, I can't. I can't look at those. I, I know. I, I can't look at those. That's why I get... It's a t-shirt, I, it's a, t-shirt a day. You, I know. They will break you. And these t-shirts are cool. But they're only 10 bucks. It's the shipping that breaks you. You see? Yeah, you do it. Yeah. Why? You, you know, and also, they ship... They keep getting cool ones far enough apart that I can't let them all queue up in the forwarding office and get them in one package. So I've got to pay the shipping every fucking time to Singapore into here. Because <laughs> I saw those just arrived during the week. I've seen another one today that I want to get. And I'm like, fuck. And also, this was the one forever. I haven't bought. I haven't bought. I haven't bought real adult clothes in a long time. <laughs> it's like I, I. I recently got two suits made, and I got really stressed. Yeah. I was really stressed out getting the suit. Nothing made. on this suit references an, an, an indie movie or old school TV show. Why does this not cost twelve ninety nine? I hate this fucking grown up clothes. Said, They're expensive. This better be life changing. Did you get X Files cufflinks or something? Just I, said, to get no, no, I, I turned to. I was like, this suit better be life changing, man. Yeah. It's like it's a fucking pain. And our and our Taylor is fucking crazy. He's he's just like he he he, he takes. You forever. have a tailor. He takes forever to do everything. That's because it's a fucking tailor. They have to do that shit by hammer. Like I just run this like, shit through a three D printer. No, but I'm, it's I'm, not an iron on suit. To, I'm going to a tailor where different tailors have different shifts. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't just go to this place anytime you want. You got to fit. You got to go there when he's when he, when it's his shift. So oh. it's like if you just pop in there, it's like some other some other chicks in there. She's like, oh, he's not working today. What the fuck? We just get a sh- schedule and organize. He's, he told me to come in on the thirtieth. I went on went in on the thirtieth, and that he he scheduled a, a fitting on his day off. <laughs> fucking ass. <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> this suit better change my life. Yeah. Well, it will. Yeah, it will. You're getting married in it, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not like you're getting it for an interview. <laughs> well, it is, it's like the ultimate interview. How was that guy? Well, I didn't really like his interview, but that was a nice suit. <laughs> I think we should hire What's him? that movie where they share a suit? I think Luis Guzman's in it as well. Or is it a load of Mexican dudes share a suit? I can't remember. Was that? I don't think. I don't think you meant to sound racist. No, no, no. But there is a movie about a movie. these guys who buy. A, it was one of the last shitty direct to DVD ads I saw on a DVD. All right. It's I, called I, something like I don't know the suit. It's like it's a really nice suit, but they can't afford it, so they they chip in and they got to share it. I don't know. Okay, I'm just I, I am not familiar. I'll with review that. it next week. I'm not familiar with every movie Pachanga is in. You know, I, 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 why not? I never call him by his real name. Just Pachanga. I just call him Pachanga because mm. I loved him in that. What's Pachanga? That's his character's name in Carlito's Way. Oh, okay. In Carlito, I heard about what happened to your what happened to your cousin, man. I'm sorry, mm. Pachanga. <laughs> That's his name. How can you not trust a guy with whose name is Pachanga? Mm. 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 He did end up shifting him in the end. Yeah. Um. Some nice news for see if it's Joe Johnson or not. But uh, you heard that Vulture reports Disney is looking to reboot the Rocketeer. Yes, yes, I heard about that. Sounds better than Beached. Does sound better than Beached. Although at the same time, I don't really have any interest in. I, I, I like bothered. the original. I like the original. Yeah, I can't be bothered. No, we can. You know, say this now. You know, Although this time I have the money that if they do do the jacket <laughs> merchandise, I'll fucking buy it. <laughs> you you would look hysterical in a Rocketeer outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. I've been I've been trying I've been thinking about the Halloween am I going to dress up as anything it's too late to water all that Tron shit I was going to sew into my fucking business suit 
I was I was tempted like for a split second to order that Judge Dredd uniform. Really? Yeah, but then I was scared. The last thing you, you want to see, you'd have to get married then. The last thing you want to see is the last thing you want to see is that would be awesome. Sorry, go ahead. The last thing the last thing you want to see is Judge is a short Judge Dredd <laughs> drunk throwing up in, <laughs> throwing up in the fucking gutter. <laughs> or, I am the. <laughs> and, and you know someone would want to beat me up yeah, yeah. If I went to a party dressed up as Judge Dredd <laughs> In a proper professional made Judge Dredd Someone dresses an escapee from Prison Bank Oh I don't know who Someone that. would Someone would definitely want to beat the shit yeah. out of me Because, because then you know I, like just, just, just to be able to say I beat up Judge Dredd yeah. at a party I feel a little short for a judge <laughs> Judge yeah <laughs> if you got the, we should just get the badge. We should just get the badge. <laughs> when, when, we, when I get married, instead of rings, can we just exchange Judge Dredd badges? <laughs> like, like pers- personalized. Your names are short. It works really well. Yeah, but you know, yeah, getting but my t- name on a badge is fucking hard. Judge McNally, they gotta get two badges to put that shit together. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Rings were so last year. Yeah. Here's a here's a personalized Mega City Judge badge. And, ex- and you know, ex- it va- vials of blood as well. Take take it. Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> I've been I've been going around quoting that from Darkman. Remember Darkman where Liam Neeson's like, take it, take the fucking elephant. No, I don't <laughs> to, remember to, the to, elephant line to Francis McDermott. <laughs> remember, like he takes her out on a date. And some guys like you know it's like pink elephant, my girlfriend. You know, he wins the pink. He takes us to a oh, carnival and he wins the pink that's elephant. That's pretty good, Liam Neeson. <laughs> he wins. He, he, he I can't remember like some fucking stupid game where he hits the target or something. This is after he's exploded. And goes, ah! Yeah, this, this is yeah. This is when he's already. His superpower is he's fucking angry. Yeah, he's, when he's wearing, he's when he's wearing his fake skin yeah. that only lasts like like a couple an of hours, hours, an hour, or fifty-eight minutes or something, something like something that. Yeah. He, I love how he feels. I love how he feels confident enough that he can take her out for a date in fifty-eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's Bumped got this fight. There you go. But he's like, my pants is melting. <laughs> but it's this really funny, f- funny bit where he's arguing with this guy because he's saying that he wants the pink elephant for Francis mm. McDermott. The guy's like, why didn't you just get lost? You know, like being really sort of uh, an Tiny. asshole to him. <laughs> and Liam Neeson takes it and breaks his finger. Oh yeah, yeah. He takes it, break takes it, breaks his finger, and Francis McDermott starts screaming, and then he grabs the pink elephant and. Shoves it in her face and goes, "Take it, take the fucking elf." <laughs> and then he goes and beats up Benny from LA Law. <laughs> <laughs> was just, anytime I see Benny from LA Law, it's like it's Benny from LA Law. I know. Durant, was it Durant? The no, there was, there was, there was the Batman, no, Dark Man, Dark Man Returns. No, Dark Man. Yeah. The Return of Duran or something, right? Durant. Durant, Durant yeah. yeah Durant. And then the third one, which is the best title of all time, Dark Man, Die, Dark Man, Die. <laughs> So yes, kids, Liam Neeson had very humble beginnings. Yes. He was also in Excalibur. Yes, he was. Yeah, with Patrick Stewart. Mm. Patrick Stewart looks exactly the same in Excalibur that he does now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, oh, that was funny. That was. Uh, we've got more news on what happened with uh, Joss Whedon. You heard he's going to do a S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Yes. But it's for people who might not have seen the Avengers, so there's like five of those. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is. I like, just don't understand how they can do that. This is Marvel, just like world domination. Yeah, I know, it's but like, it's like is Samuel L. Jackson going to be on TV? Um, I don't know. I think I think maybe Samuel L. Jackson might have like is in the pilot, like that, like, like might, might have like cameo bits and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they, they just meet him in the break room. He gets a coffee and then he's gone. Personally, I would rather see a Shield movie. Yeah, uh, you know, but I don't know. I mean, like, uh, 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 it could be a good idea. Yeah. Joss Whedon's writing it, right? Yeah. And he's prop, uh, prop, 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 well, prop. isn't he? I think he might direct the pilot. His wife and his brother. 
Jumps to the boys are, are working on it. Yep. Or watch those two out together, hanging out so much. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. It feels like a weird thing because I don't know how if they tie it into the movies at all, then it won't do well in syndication. Yeah. But uh, it's Disney. Fucking who knows? Is that going to be on ABC? Yeah, they're going with ABC. Mm. Be interesting. I mean, like I'm not gonna I'm gonna hold off until I see some footage and yeah. see see the tone of what he's going for. Also, you know who isn't in it. Hmm? The one person that they yeah. built up as the face of Shield will yeah. not be in it. Well, you never know. Hey, Kobe's and hey, Kobe Smolders has got a job out now that uh, how I had that Jason Siegel's leaving. How I met your mother. You know, but how I met, how I met your mother needs to fucking end. Yeah, this <laughs> that really needs to end. Yeah. I'm getting pissed off. It's like who the fuck is this fucking asshole's wife? Oh yeah, by the way, at the end of it, he just buys some kids. Yeah. <laughs> I never met your mother. <laughs> she was being carted away into a loony bin when they tore you from her. You're not really here. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his children are actually the first true AI. <laughs> I wrote it because I broke up with Kobe Smolders. <laughs> did you see the Avengers outtakes? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, you didn't see that at all? No, I did not. I, know, I didn't have ten minutes to spare at the time. Well, you should have because you knew Disney's lawyers was going to get on that shit super fast. But I think um, I think that uh, Agent Coulson could possibly turn up, depending on how they do it. Yeah, It'd be nice. Yeah. And also, there is that theory: is he really dead? Oh, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> the movie's been out long enough. No one survives in Hamlet. The, what? Mo- the movie's been out long enough. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's that much of a spoiler. <laughs> uh, Dave, if you, Dave gave a shit over Prometheus spoilers. I didn't even know what he was talking about. Okay, for 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 the two people out there who haven't seen the movie yet, I'm sorry. Yeah, he dies, <laughs> but we don't know if he really dies. There no. is a theory. Well, that's the there thing. Is so a, there is a you should watch the outtakes. There's some, yes. like because there's a whole thing. There's a whole thing of Kobe Smolders. Just I just like saying her name. Uh, I can't believe someone called the child that. Um, freaking out. Because mm-hmm. like, oh god, he's dead. He's the best man I ever. Knew. Like just having like fun. Right. Um, or there's Loki lying in the Loki-shaped hole that the Hulk beats him into, uh-huh. and Tom Hiddleston is just giggling. He can't. <laughs> he can't keep a straight face. <laughs> and because he, he's trying to go. Uh, sorry, sorry, I made myself laugh. Which is uh, that's pretty funny. Tom Hiddleston is is very slowly becoming one of the coolest men on the planet. Yeah. He and his Twitter feed is mostly I'm listening to some awesome. Music today, yeah. um, but there's, there's a great I'm, one of I'm, him. I'm, he does I'm, he does I'm, a great Alan Rickman. He's like you're the Avengers mascot, <laughs> and it's really fucking good. Okay, I'll, I'll you should definitely have a look at that. And also, there's a great scene where you know where they face up against the worm, or the giant flying thing, and the Hulk turns up, mm-hmm. and he says, "You know my secret." That bit mm-hmm. they have that. And it's a lot of green screen, and it's like over Mark Ruffalo's shoulder. And he just looks at Captain America. He goes. Dude, you're on your own! And he just runs. <laughs> and then he's, he screams later, bitches. And he doesn't like run like, you know, two or three meters and then stop and then come back and laugh. He just go, he commits to it. He just runs the fuck off set. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You should definitely look for that. It'll be harder to get. You probably have to get the DVD at this point because anywhere it goes, lawyers will follow. And finishing off my Marvel news, there's a rumor that James Gunn, who directed Slither, Slither and, and Super. Have you seen Super? I haven't seen Super yet. Super's alright. It's it fucking weird. weird. Yeah, I got it at home. Yeah. But uh, he might get him to direct it. I mean, this is of offbeat, cha- off, off, offbeat choices. Well, Marvel continues its, its, its left field choice yeah. for, for directors. And so far, they've made really, really good. Yeah, good I reckon they've just got some. I don't know, they've taken half of Harry Knowles' brain or something and they have it sitting in a supercomputer in Marvel HQ and they're just asking it. Like, who should direct this? Yeah. James Gunn? That's awesome! Yeah, let's go. Director of Slither? That'll please the fanboys! Yeah. 
you know, fanboys are like jumping, jumping all over the, t- jumping all over for this. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah. Have you Slither? I enjoy Slither. I enjoy Slither very much. I'm Bill Party. Any movie that has Nathan Fillion in the lead, yeah. is a good movie. I can't remember if it was the last DVD I rented with extras. Although, or... although he was also the lead in the sequel to Fucking White Noise. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know whether it was because it was extras or it was the outtakes during the credits. Mm-hmm. But there was the joke they made throughout it. Whenever they fucked up, he just looked directly into the camera and go, "I'm Bill Party." Because he's Sheriff Bill Party. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bit where he flips, like he does a, there's a, a black white blackboard and mm-hmm. he fucks it up and then without hesitation, he just, because it's one of those ones that flips, yeah. he just flips it over and he just says on the back, I'm Bill Party. Because <laughs> <laughs> that man will go to extreme lengths to make a joke. Yes, he will. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, but speaking of, uh, like, you know, like talking about the left field choices that um, Marvel have made with their directors, mm-hmm. um, Kenneth Branagh was one of those uh, left field choices. There was one of those things that was like, that's so crazy, but that's so brilliant at mm-hmm. the same time. And uh, Kenneth Branagh proved in uh, Thor that he can handle that kind of scale. Yeah, I watched it again recently. It's still good. Still holds up, and he can he can handle effects. He can handle action. And uh, I he was, can handle the Warriors Three in New Mexico waving through a window. There you go. <laughs> that was very sort of like what you do about nothing kind yes, of like very funny. yeah that looked very much like one of his old Shakespeare movies. Um, but I'm very interested to see what he does with the Jack Ryan franchise. Yeah. And. Um, <clears throat> He's directing the film Jack, which is called Jack Ryan, which is uh, not based on any of the Tom Clancy. Not novels. to be confused with Jack Reacher, which is coming at the same time, I presume. Uh, no, Jack Reacher's coming out this Christmas. Jack Ryan's coming out next Christmas. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, uh, Jack Ryan. The Jack Reacher trailer was for the Expendables. Yeah, ja- oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Jack Ryan. Jamie Dodge was like, I was like, okay, can you guess who it is? And she's looking at it, and she's looking at it, and she's looking at it, and it's Tom Cruise, and she bursts her shit laughing. <laughs> <laughs> ja- Jack. Jack Ryan will be opening on Christmas Day 2013 uh, going up against uh, the Keanu Reeves Samurai movie 47 Ronin Ronin, a movie which has been delayed twice already Mm. it was supposed to come out November this year it was delayed to February next year and then it was delayed to Christmas because apparently it just has that much special effects Mm. (laughs) that they can't seem to finish special effects are hard dude yeah I'm sure they are dude like that's why that's why they're special um but the uh, the first uh, image of uh, Chris Pine came out yesterday. It was just him riding a bike, looking badass, and no helmet, no helmet in yeah. New York. Yeah, that's not a, that, that 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 shit ain't cool. Yeah, that shit ain't cool, man. Same and, school kids. Uh, now we get our first uh, look at Kevin Costner. Uh, it looks like Kevin Costner is going to be playing um, he's some like, guy in his he's, shirt. He's like this legendary CIA field agent that that, that mentors um, Chris Pine. Oh. He's the James Earl Jones of this series, and uh, apparently what um, pa- Paramount are doing is that they are setting up. Kind of like what they're doing. Kind of like what uh, born, what's happening in the Born universe mm-hmm. is that they're shutting up all these things that are happening at the same time. So um, they're looking to do a trilogy, mm. and uh, the connecting tissue of the, all three movies will be Kevin Costner. So Kevin Costner, uh, not Jack Ryan, not the Jack guy Ryan. who's carried. Yeah, yeah because uh, after this, they're doing they're they're doing uh, without remorse, and I think they've got Tom Hardy for that. R- R- without remorse is also based on a Tom Clancy character that was in the. Um, the, the Jack Ryan novels uh, in some of all fears it's a fucking spy movie it doesn't need yeah. to be this complicated in, so, in some of all fears his character was played by Lee I, have you seen the some of all fears I, I have seen I enjoyed it actually. really yeah, that's the one the nuke goes off right yeah yeah I quite and like the limo yep. that's yep. all I know about it there's a nuke in the limo <laughs> yeah I quite like Ben that. Affleck yes yeah. Ben Affleck that's why you like it well, no it was a good movie <laughs> <laughs> it was from the director right, right, defensive Phil Alden Robinson directed it director of Field of Dreams I mean, come on and sneakers yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited about this I'm excited to see what uh, Kenneth Branagh does with this kind of film because he's never this would be the closest like he hasn't directed a movie like this before no um, and, and also being the bad guy in it he's also the bad guy in it uh, Keira Knightley is playing um, Jack Ryan's wife to me that just smacks of bad casting 
I, I don't know she why. has been okay. I, I, just, know, I just cannot imagine her in this role. And um, Mark Kermode on the BBC used to call her IKEA nightly because she acts like a dresser. They could have had <laughs> like furniture, but he has said that she's gotten better. So I haven't seen an awful lot of the stuff he's reviewed, but he does said that this, she's I'm getting. Not, I'm not even talking about her acting ability; just like visually, visually her face. I just can't imagine her as, as Jack Ryan's wife. And and uh, Evangeline Lilly was also in the running for it. I think Evangeline Lilly and Chris Pine would make a much better looking. Because are you thinking from Patriot Games of? That woman who was the she was one of the baddies in Born, wasn't she? What Anne Archer? No, Patriot Games. Who's the wife in Patriot Games? Anne oh, Archer. Anne Archer. Yeah, Anne yeah, Archer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking of um, the woman who ran the prison in Death Race. Oh, uh, Joan Allen. Joan Allen. Was the, she in one of them? No, she was in the Born movies. Yeah, I know she was in the Born movies. Was she in one of the Ryan movies? I don't remember her being one of the Ryan movies. Yeah. She might have been. Either way, Patriot Games is still the best one. So fuck it. Hunt, Hunt for October is the best one. Mm. Come on, Hunt for October kicks Patriot Games' ass. Maybe. Do you like Clear and Present Danger? I like where he goes in the prison. Don't come in here and bark at me like a junkyard dog. <laughs> Apart from that, this is actual calling knife. And <laughs> okay, but yeah, but I just I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Um, did you hear uh, Edgar Wright put up the trailer for Sightseers, yes, the new that. movie from Ben Wheatley? Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen any of Ben Wheatley's movies, have you? No, I haven't. Yeah, you need to give yourself a bit of time after we need to talk about Kevin before you watch Kill List. Okay. I haven't myself watched Don Terrace because I'm giving myself a little bit of time since Kill List right. which is about three months ago it's not long enough <laughs> really <laughs> fucked me up man but um, yeah this trailer looks fucking amazing it I looks, really enjoyed it it looks good fun when you said that that last bit was me did you mean the jogger yes no not the jogger I mean the guy driving the car <laughs> fuck you <laughs> yeah uh, that's what I was hoping yeah. if you thought if you meant the jogger I was like no not the jogger of course not a jogger you saying you want to see me get run over? Yeah, no, but this is. It looks apparently it's. It, it was a short movie made by the two the two characters playing the two actors playing the main characters Tina and Chris mm-hmm. did a short years ago. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright said to Nina Park, "That would make a great movie." So they made a movie. So the two they look like relatively normal people going on camping van holiday, and they just go around killing people. Yeah, yeah, no, but it, it, it's like it looks really funny. It's <laughs> it's like natural born killers in the Lake District. Yeah, in the <laughs> it's like. It was, it was like first degree killing, going around killing people isn't really my idea of a holiday or something like that. he says he wasn't a person he was a daily mail reader <laughs> but I think the most um, the, the most thing that nailed the characters for me was where she said where she's t- telling her mom mm-hmm. it's like it's not like you, Yorkshire isn't like you said at all they do smile here and they do have my pasta sauce without any kind of other explanation the type of person who has a particular pasta sauce that they will only eat mm-hmm. fits in with what I see of these characters mm-hmm. but then once they start playing the power of love and uh, tainted love, yeah, it's badass, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's when the humor comes in because I haven't seen Ben Whitney do humor. There's bits of it in Kill List, but then it goes fucking dark. And I'm, I've heard Down Terrace is similar, so I'm 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 excited about this. I enjoyed the trailer very much. Yeah, very much. All right, all right. Uh, two last bits I got. Um, did you see? Just I love living in the future. Joe Carnahan's Marvel pitch for Daredevil yeah. was, was done yeah. and the following day I was watching his sizzle reel that he edited together from other movies in yeah. a taxi ride to work on my phone because <laughs> he put it up then and I was like now I can watch it yeah. that's badass yep um, there was, was a lot of Ben Affleck in that sizzle reel because yeah, they needed yeah. to have a guy in a leather yeah, suit yeah, yeah. but it was a complete departure from what Marvel I really liked it mm. yeah, nice, a lot of, nice 70s vibe yeah a lot of fucking shots just from 70s movies yeah 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 but it's just cool to be able to do that because so, you, you know we got shut down okay well let's put it out cool let's put it out yep that's awesome and um, the rights have gone back to Marvel yes yeah so the next Daredevil movie because we will have a good Daredevil movie will be a Marvel Productions 
film, and I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah, because Daredevil deserves his day in the sun again. Yes. <laughs> and finally, I think we will say uh, rest in peace for Tony Scott. Yeah, very, um, very tragic. Very, very sad. tragic. Very sad. Very confusing as well. I and mean, he he jumped off a bridge in L.A., which yeah. is very un- unusual. But, but uh, he just made he made some awesome movies. Yes, and um, it sucks that we're not going to have any more Tony Scott movies. No, because uh, he made he made like The Hunger, um, Crimson Tide, Beverly Hills Cop Two. True. I romance. do not concur. <laughs> True Romance. I uh, love saying concur after that movie. Just seeing. Denzel Washington screaming and True Romance yeah I was into another podcast talk, doing a retrospective and they're just saying how you know Tarantino wrote True Romance to be his first movie and then he got to direct something else and then he didn't want to go back and do it because he thought it was the first movie mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of kind of script and so yeah. Tony Scott did it and they worked together and a lot of the, what they said was there's a lot of stories in Hollywood about Tony Scott working really well with up-and-comers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean Man on Fire I really like Man on Fire Last Boy Scout yeah Enemy of the State he just basically in what 1998 he described what we live in now mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and also that was a saying in Enemy of the State he had like a lot of up and coming comedy actors in yeah. like Jason yeah. Jason Lee's in that yeah um, Jack Black's complete asshole in that fucking yeah, movie yeah. Um, Seth Green's in that yeah uh, I mean yeah a lot of a lot of really cool actors The Last Boy Scout um, Top Gun Top Gun yeah. you can't forget Top Gun man uh, and uh, and also you could, you could argue that uh, he was Denzel Washington's favorite director. Yeah, and he got he got his Domino, Man on Fire, and I think um, what's the other one? Deja Vu. All mm-hmm. of the, he started going to a lot of he I think might have been a lot of the teal and orange school or mm-hmm. you know that kind of style. Yeah. There's a very much a color tone to his movie. Yes, I yes. saw someone recently took Ridley Scott's movie. Uh, he took they were doing analysis of movies and they took um, Black Hawk Down mm-hmm. and they just shrunk every picture down like it took it took a, a screenshot every so many seconds mm-hmm. and just layered it mm-hmm. and it starts off blue which is usually cold and which is usually distancing and that's all the good guy stuff is, is blue mm-hmm. and orange which is usually more welcoming and that will be your warmer scenes is the terrifying scenes with all the guys attacking mm-hmm. and you can see there's a color tone like there's, there's large blocks of color leading through the movie mm-hmm. that may be something Ridley Scott did but I think Tony Scott there's a definite there's a color aspect yeah, to no, Domino very, 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 and Van on so. Fire. Very much so. Uh, like uh, in towards the, the the later part of his career. Yeah, he's getting experimental with stuff. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, and in many ways, I preferred his films to his brothers. Yeah. You know, I mean, like uh, fucking Prometheus. <laughs> Fuck! Stop touching things. As you can see, uh, Ian is still very upset about Prometheus, but this is a movie that we both enjoyed. We just have massive issues with. Yeah. Um, no, but there was something. There, there's a slight pretend pretension that comes with Ridley Scott's films that Tony Scott's films never had. Tony Scott's films were awesome pieces of entertainment. Tony Scott had a much clearer idea, uh, in my opinion, of pacing a film than, than, um, than a lot of his uh, contemporaries. Tony Scott's, Tony, Scott, Tony Scott's movies, they just move at a really, really good pace. All of them. All yeah. of them just are really uh, just great examples of um, how you pace a film. And... Um and I mean, he would be the top level of what you would like. One of those directors who's like doesn't get faded that much, but like it's the best journeyman director. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like he's a director that you're never going to work. He about. takes he takes an idea that you'll 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 think about you'll you'll listen to the story and think that sounds fucking retarded, like Unstoppable. Yeah. Like when you, I thought Unstoppable Unstoppable was a really solid film, I and, and it was because of the way Tony Scott handled the material. It wasn't because it was this great story or anything. Mm. But anyway, yeah, I'm that's that's really sad news. So. Uh, our, our thoughts go to the family and friends. Yep. 
Um, moving on, emails, we don't have any. Hmm. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Email us at podcast at mediumprofries.com. All right, so we're going to move on to reviews. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a really, really quick review of Get the Gringo, the latest uh, Melody. It is movie. called What I Did My Summer Holidays Here. It is? There's a standee yeah, yeah, yeah. in the pavilion. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, this There's also a standee of a shark eating a shopping trolley for bait 3D. Oh, is it? Yeah. A, somebody, a shark eating a shopping trolley. Somebody <laughs> on the staff at uh, T, uh, T, TGV? GSC Pavilion has a desire to work in paper mesh. Because they made a giant Conan, but they can't do faces, so they put the wig over the face. <laughs> um, and now they have a giant paper mache shark eating a shopping trolley because they couldn't get a shark cage. Jesus Christ! You see it? All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, let me rush. Let me rush off of that one. Um, but yeah, so get the Gringo is the movie that he made. That he movie that he made after the Beaver, mm-hmm. and um, it should have gotten a cinema release, but because it's Mel Gibson, it didn't. It, it went straight to um, video on demand in the US. Yes, yeah. here it went on. Yes, yeah. yeah. um, uh, this this is actually a really cool film. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Oh. I don't know if it's because I had zero expectations. Yeah, but, that can help. But um, but it turned out to be a really fun film, and it's and it's quite a nasty film. I mean, on average, it's getting seven point two out of ten yeah. from IMDb. But um, this is uh, about this. He's about this guy, this criminal played by Mel Gibson, obviously, and uh, he's got like a he's stolen a shitload of cash mm-hmm. and he's being chased in, at, the, at the beginning of the movie he's being chased by the cops and he's uh, racing along the, uh, the, the, the fence that uh, connects to the Mexican border mm-hmm. and uh, to um, escape the American cops he sees this sort of like bit of like it's like a dirt ramp or some shit that, that, uh, around, around the fence and he, he makes a play for it and he crashes through into uh, American territory the Mexican, Mexican. Uh, yeah Mexican territory the Mexican cops get, <laughs> get there because uh, they can see these guys chasing along the rounds, so it's like they're, they're chasing along their side just to make sure that nothing happens. And then when Mel Gibson crashes into Mexico, the Mexican cops they they, they see that this guy's got a shitload of cash in his car. It's like we'll take him, <laughs> we'll take him. And then they steal the money and they go they go and spend it themselves. Yeah. And uh, Mel Gibson gets dumped in this crazy fucking prison. Yeah, it's like kids running around. And shit, it's a right? crazy fucking prison. It's like a small little fucked up town mm. and it's like they actually have a fair bit of freedom within the prison they can never leave the prison but they can like do shit uh, like, and like you know like uh, you know it's it's really really bizarre uh, but it's kind of cool mm-hmm. and uh, the world that they set up is, is quite believable um, and he's helped by this kid the kid in this movie rocks um, what's his name Kevin Hernandez and he's like 12 years old and he's a chain smoker nice uh, and He's just a, he's just a fucking cool character, and this kid is really really good. Like the, the way it's played is really awesome. Now what's what I like Peter Stormer again. What I loved about this movie is that this movie is uh, uh, unapologetic in its in just how nasty it is. Yeah, it's like this is like gritty film gritty filmmaking, and um, it's pretty damn violent. Oh. it's like and uh, and it's it's the kind of role that Mel Gibson does very well, and he's needed to do for a while. Yeah, it's like he's a badass in this movie. It's not what women want. Yes, no. <laughs> Mel Gibson hasn't known what women want in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this movie was good enough to make me forget Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson. He's a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. And I, it. uh, it's directed by Adrian Grunberg, who I think worked uh, like was the second second unit d- d- director on um, uh, Apocalypto and Passion of the Christ and uh, stuff like that. So I guess this is Mel Gibson sort of giving this guy a shot. And Mel Gibson also co-wrote the script. Oh. Um, I really enjoyed this film. 
Again, as I said before, I don't know if it was just low expectations, but I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it. I mean, go check it out. If you enjoyed it in cinema and not just on the home. No, no, no. I enjoyed it uh, at home. Always at home. home. Yeah. Um, but um, Mel Gibson's really good in it. This is the kind of role Mel Gibson does best. If you're a Mel Gibson fan or if you were a Mel Gibson fan, you might want to check it out because there are elements of uh, payback to this. I was thinking that might be a good touchstone. That is, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would imagine that that's what you should be looking for. Um, it's definitely not PG-13. It's a no. hard R. It's a hard R. Oh, uh, probably not in the cinema here then. Yeah. So yeah, I, I recommend it. Cool. Nice quick one. Uh, I'll do a quick one as well. We'll build, we'll build up to the expense. And uh, I saw a lockout and with Guy Pierce. I hear I hear Guy Pierce is the only thing to recommend about this film. Is that true? No, no, not quite. There's more to it than that. So he's like a future CIA man kind of thing. He's caught in a deal gone. Unless Liam Neeson is in it, I get very scared whenever I see. By Luke Besson and Robert Mark Kamen, whatever the fuck his name is, you know, because those guys tend to write one kind of one kind of movie. There is some stuff in it, but I mean, it does start out. He is the smart ass fucking John McClane character. Yes, definitely, and he nails that. I mean, the opening of the film is the trailer we saw when being punched in the face, mm-hmm. and that's fucking great. Yeah. Then it kind of goes into a flashback of a deal going bad and him being involved. He's not NSA, he's not CIA, he's some kind of you know, secretly agent type thing. And he's, mm-hmm. he's hiding something from somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into a PlayStation 1 level car chase. Like, because it's the future and they're flying around. But it mm-hmm. looks, I mean, we thought the, t- the effects looked bad from what the trailer was of the space shots. Mm-hmm. This looks atrocious. Yeah, speaking of bad effects, I was at this thing last night and Mr. Mr. Popper's Penguins was on TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, just, I saw a bit of that when I was in Singapore, and I, and I, and I, I just sort of like watched this random scene, and I just sort of made this made this comment. I was like, "That's really bad CG." <laughs> and, then, and then my boss says, "Yeah, it was done by a Malaysian company." <laughs> I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, it was done by a Malaysian company." Oh shit! Oh shit! Well, you're not gonna work with them again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> no, I mean like the penguins themselves look okay. Yeah, but the lighting's all wrong. Ah, that's always the giveaway. Yeah. So this is the thing: the lighting's completely wrong. Also, the bike he's on looks like a computer-generated effect mm-hmm. from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stupidity on that they're after a case and stuff he gets sent to jail Maggie Grace goes to prison to visit because she's the president's daughter and Maggie, they, Maggie Grace is just making a career out of being taken all the fucking time yes <laughs> we need someone to get kidnapped get Maggie Grace on the phone we need somebody who's like female wallpaper get Maggie Grace on the phone she's nothing in this movie they might, they might have you know those you know the way when they have a monster in a movie they have a guy with a stick and a tennis ball yeah they might as well have gotten the tennis we ball for all the charisma fe- she we need has. some female wallpaper yeah the, the chemistry between her and um, Guy Pierce is so bad it made my balls shrivel up into my body it's terrible there's nothing there like at the ending is the one thing it's like don't even try it just know that there was no chemistry don't know they're walking off together don't have them walk off together just say great I saved your ass now fuck off uh, do do they try and build up this romantic angle no not really not at all it's totally tacked on at the end there's a lot of problems with it but Guy Pearce is genuinely fantastic in it and there are a lot of cool stuff Guy Pearce is genuinely fantastic in everything I know he's a great actor and it's worth watching for that because he's fucking funny and playing with a lighter and shit there's a great scene where he's fighting this dude the gun is on the bed he grabs the sheet yeah and flicks it yeah so the gun flies up and then he catches it and shoots the motherfucker yeah that's fucking cool that is thrown away completely I only noticed that because I was concentrating really hard on trying to avoid the bad effects right. and I saw that but I was like fuck that was really cool it was directed by a couple of Irishmen wasn't it I think so yeah <laughs> hey. Hey. But, um, but would you recommend I'm not kidding you I'm not there yet um, one of the other things that's great in it is a guy called uh, Joseph Gilgan 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole point is that MS-1 is this floating space prison and they freeze people up there and the idea is that it's kind of some, some corporation is kind of using this as a tryout for like interstellar travel. Does cryogenic storage work or not? Or does it drive you fucking nuts? Because apparently it might drive you fucking nuts. <laughs> so the, 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 the person, the prisoner that they choose to come out and meet the president's daughter is this guy Joseph Gilgan who I put a photo with this motherfucker. <laughs> he's wiry as fuck. He's no shirt on for the whole movie. He's got a really bad haircut. One of his eyes is all whited over. And he's just fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And he's Scott. Mm-hmm. And there's another character who's also a bigger Scott who's kind of the, the brains of the effort. But this motherfucker would just straight up kill you for like nothing. Mm-hmm. And he'll make a stupid joke about it. He's fantastic in it. He's really threatening and like he's just like, I want to fucking kill them now. And he just go and does it. He'll get like he fuck up any chance of them not being blown out of space just because he wants to fuck something. Because mm-hmm. he's like, excellent. He's great in it. So good bad guy. And also his past credits include this is England. Mm-hmm. This is England '86. Mm-hmm. This is England '88. Mm-hmm. Emmerdale and Coronation Street. Awesome. That means he's all right in my book. Awesome. So he gets to do some nice stuff. Guy Pierce gets to have some nice banter with people, and also there's a whole lot of. I think it's in the trailer where he's like, "All right, you go that way, I go this way," because Guy Pierce has a mission when he's in the prison to do something else, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Here's a gun, here's your lunch." And it's like you know, processed space apple. Don't talk to strangers because mm-hmm. she's the only woman on the, on the a, a prison full of rapists. So excellent. But yeah, <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff. Guy Pierce. It's worth it for Guy Pierce. Okay. Well, I'm going to do a really quick, quick uh, review of uh, Premium Rush. You're going to rush through Premium Rush. I am. I am indeed. Um, this looks great. Sorry. This looks great from the trailers and stuff. I uh, I had a really good time watching this. Yeah. This movie, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's completely fucking ridiculous. You really should. You really got to check your brain at the door when you watch this. Lay some synopsis on me. Um, it's it's about this guy. Uh, his name's Wiley, uh-huh. as in Wiley Coyote, because he's a crazy motherfucker, played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who is good in everything. Yes. And um, yeah, him and Guy Pearce should do something together. They should. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's a. You can put him as the Maggie Grace role. <laughs> it's like Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the most awesome fucking bike messenger in Manhattan. Is this, this a role? Is this a role originally guy, for Tom Cruise? This guy, he's a bike messenger. He's, he's a, a pretty, pretty good, good bike, bike messenger. messenger. <laughs> and he leaves the love of a good woman. It seems uh, that's kind of half true. <laughs> you know, but he's like he's crazy, man. He's got he's got no brakes. Uh-huh. His bike has no brakes. He says that brakes are dangerous. He's stupid, in other words. Yes, <laughs> but to prove, but to prove that he's right, other people, other bike messengers who have brakes, when they use their brakes, they get into accidents. Uh-huh. Just to prove that he's right. Uh-huh. Um, but it's it's a fun movie in the sense that the, the, and he's the, delivering a package, and Michael Shannon wants it. Yes, exactly right. He's, he's he's delivering a package that's given to him by this character played by Jamie Ch- Jamie Chung Chung. And from Sucker Punch, fr- uh, from from Hangover Two, and from uh, Sucker Punch. What's really funny about her in this movie is that er- we all know that Jamie Chung doesn't sound Chinese. Mm-hmm. She sounds American yeah. or Canadian, where the fuck she's from. Um, she speaks Americanese. But in this, but in this movie, she's playing mainland Chinese, and so she's tr- speaking with a Chinese accent, and it's really bad. Oh no. <laughs> It just sounds so weird. It sounds like a piss take yeah. because you know she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry. It just sounds really fucking bad. Boy. And it's like as soon as she started speaking with her Chinese accent, it's like the, you know, like the, the beauty queen from Mars started cracking up. It's like, oh fuck, do we have to listen to this through for the next ninety minutes? <laughs> you know, but but thankfully her 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 part is small. Yes, yeah. And uh, she speaks Mandarin more often than she speaks English, so it's fine. 
but so she's got this package that she wants uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt to deliver, and Michael Shannon is this crazy corrupt cop who wants it. Michael Shannon is awesome in this movie. Michael Shannon apparently is awesome in everything. Michael Shannon. Is, he should team up with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Guy Pearce. He's fucking crazy in this movie. He's he's really really crazy. Uh, no, apparently that's what he does really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I have a copy of Bug there, and also. Uh, take shelter, which I. But, but I spent most of this movie just look, thinking this movie must have been a nightmare to shoot because it's all it's I New mean, York. It's all in lo- on location in New York with bikes, with bikes and traffic. Yeah, and the shit that these bikes are doing is pretty cool. It's pretty insane. Yeah. I don't know how much of it Joseph Gordon-Levitt does, but he looks like he does a lot of it on his own. Oh, and if that and I'm pretty fucking impressed. He must have gotten really fit doing this because well, running up the walls in Inception builds the calf muscles. There you go. No, but like seventy five percent of this movie is just bicycle bicycle riding. Huh. It's BMX bandits when, for the when, when, when stories going on, when people are having conversations, it's all it's all it's all on it's all on, it's all on the wireless, and they're all cycling on the they're wireless. All, they're all on Bluetooth or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't know what, what it's called. The radio, <laughs> the phones. radios, yeah, radio phones. Is that what they're called? I don't know. <laughs> the wireless. I don't know. What, I don't know what they're called. <laughs> are they on their velocipedes? Um, but. Even as the movie's going on, you know what you're watching is completely preposterous. Yeah. Uh, but it's just it just moves at such a breakneck path, a pace that uh, it, you don't care. And yeah. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. Cool. It's it's very standard. I mean, it's very it's it's not going to change the world. It's very formulaic. It's a paycheck ways. movie. Yeah. It's, I don't know if it's a paycheck movie. I mean, th- I mean, like uh, this movie was made in 2010, oh. so it's it's been on the shelf for a little while. Yeah. It's a paycheck movie then. Yeah. It's like this will keep me going till the Inception comes out. Yeah. But uh, I enjoy it. Cool. I enjoyed it. It's, uh, it's David Cobb's a writer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Cobb. He wrote. He wrote Spider Man. He wrote uh, Carlito's Way. Yeah. Jurassic Park. So he has to do something with loads of action to show he can direct. Yes. And <laughs> it's not just two people in a room talking, aka Kevin Smith. Well, this, this is not his uh, first film that he's no. directed. He directed um, Ghost Town uh, with um, Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah. He also directed um, yeah. uh, Stir of Echoes with uh, Kevin Bacon. I enjoyed that. That was really good. Yeah. So, a lot of, a uh, lot of, um, was he, what he, what's the song he keeps hearing? Oh, it's a painted black, right? It's throughout that. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's awesome. One where he's digging that huge hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon. This summer, Kevin Bacon digs a hole. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's necessarily um, worth the price of uh, cinema admission. Uh huh. Um, you could, you could watch it at home and enjoy it all the same. So I wouldn't necessarily say like you know you must you must rush out to the cinema and watch this now. Yeah. But it's definitely a movie that you, you should rush check. out to see. Premium Rush. Yeah, you should check it out at some point, like when it comes out on DVD or something. Cool. Uh, headline of the week then. So you didn't see fucking Expendables, but yeah, I saw the Exp- this is this negates half my fucking review because you haven't seen it. But I was gonna, I was gonna see. You're gonna? You didn't. I was gonna. I just, it's not. I haven't had all the time in the world to fucking go out there and. You've seen two fucking movies in a week. Uh, like that was at home I had time at home I, oh, I don't know any time I'm busier than you are I win fine <laughs> uh, so The Expendables 2 starts terribly they're in the middle of like their, their, their previous uh, another mission and fuck I just get straight into it something is wrong with this movie I don't know whether it's been cut this way or Simon West ran out of budget because of Chuck Norris mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. but there's shots that look like they were shot like normally so it's not it wasn't the cinema that was the problem because it was shot to shot you could notice the difference yeah some shots look like it's a digital camera that's been zoomed in too far right you know that grain you get yeah like it's not grain it's, pix- it's not pixelization but it's like it's really bad quality yeah and then the next shot is super clear mm. and it looks like they're using GoPro cameras strapped onto the front of the car or something right so there's this variance in quality that drove me fucking nuts 
because it's like what's going on here why is this happening this is a proper movie this, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have this mm-hmm. you know and it's not like um, it wasn't a stylistic thing it was like okay all the shots of Gunner driving this car will be just bad quality yeah. and there's one point where it's a really bad grainy shot of Sylvester Stone talking so it's not just the action mm-hmm. but then other shots are perfectly fine so I don't know whether it's something to do with the cinema here or something like that I might have to go see it again to check it out but it was just it was incredibly distracting well I've spoken to a couple of people who've seen it and they never mentioned anything like that yeah I just found my the Jamie Dodger didn't have a problem with it but I was just like every time it happens like why is this happening because it seemed like you know you know if like say they zoomed in on the print mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that kind of effect you get which I thought maybe was a cut from here maybe Right. Because the, it was only afterwards I realized there's not an awful lot of language in it, and the whole point they went out of their way to say that Chuck Norris is in it, but there is mm-hmm. okay, language. Mm-hmm. So it starts with a job with the Expendables. So Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Gunner's back, uh, Dolph Lundgren, because mm-hmm. all the sins of the last episode are forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jet Lee and him are shouting at each other in a truck, which is great. Um, Sylvester Stallone's driving a van that has a motorcycle on the front for no reason. Oh, no, he's going to throw it out of helicopter. Right. So there's an awful lot of lazy plotting around that kind of right, stuff right, earlier right, on. Right. And then they're rescuing this Chinese businessman. And, oh, look, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Not spoiling anything. And that's where, I'm not sure if you might have heard some clips and stuff like that. And he just gets up and he's like, oh, no, what are you doing here? Uh, give me a gun. You also, I guess, take it. You also do. Just like, you know, because Taker's got the biggest gun. And he's like, yeah. I'm get, giving you shit. He's like, oh, give it to him. Give it to him. You've got a spare. He's like, you don't give, I don't get it back in the same way you've given it to me. You're terminated. He's like, I terminated you. That, <laughs> that therein is the biggest problem with this movie. It's Where they try to shoehorn really, in the yeah. old gags yeah. is really bad. Yeah. When they ignore that and they just get on with making a movie, yeah. it's genuinely fucking great. So they do that job. Mm-hmm. Jet Li takes the businessman back to China and is never seen again. <laughs> just, he has one awesome fight scene where he's beating the shit of people with pots and pans and stuff while on his own. While the rest of the Expendables are wrestling, you do. He's just in a room full of people beating them up. Mm-hmm. And then... They don't want to land in China because fuck it, we're on the way home. Yeah. And infinite fuel, bitches. So we're just going to drop off the businessman we just saved with Jet Li. And said, so when we see you again, maybe like that. And he's just gone. <laughs> Doesn't come back again for the rest of the movie, which is again, it's just weird. Yeah. They get home, they party. Oh, Chris, Hem- Chris Hemsworth's younger brother, Liam. Liam Hemsworth, is now the sniper in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so they party out, they have a drinking. That looked like it was very cut because it looked like a lot of Rosh's conversation was cut out there. Right, right. Um, and then, you know, uh, Stallone goes to him open his airplane. Mm-hmm. Church turns up, who is Bruce Willis, and mm-hmm. is all like, you, you stiffed me in the last movie, you guys owe me, this is how you pay me back. Right. And they go on a new deal to China to get his box that they need to get. They need to get a box. They need to get a box. <laughs> they need to get a MacGuffin from a safe, and they have to bring a, a, a lady along. And Nan Yu is her name. So she was in Speed Racer, apparently. But yeah. her name's Maggie, obviously. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get Maggie Q. But, um, her name's Maggie in yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's not Maggie Q. So they gotta go do that job, and you know, there's a there's a villain of the piece whose name is Villain, played by JPCT. All right. His name is Villain. I hear that uh, Van Damme's the best thing in the movie. Not quite. There's like, like I said, one of the great things is there's a whole point with Liam Hemsworth where they're like, all right, you go scout ahead. You know, the plane should be up around this area. They're looking for a crash plane. It should be up ahead, and he runs. Now the camera's obviously tilted to make it look like a higher hill, but he just sprints up this fucking hill. And Statham and Stallone are having a nice little bit of like, you know, Statham's like, sounds like, you fucking do that? He's like, well, I can fucking do that. He's on the phone to Chris McCarpenter because he gets great, awesome coverage everywhere and she keeps calling him throughout the movie. And his ringtone is, which is fucking great. I laughed at that a lot. Those are the kind of moments where they're building character and stuff. 
mm-hmm. and those work better than the stupid in jokes. Mm-hmm. But you know, Stallone says like, you know, what are you, the Flash? I mean, look down. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Look down. What do you see? What do you mean? What do I see? Just don't be like you can't run like that. And little things like that. That's a nice little. Mm-hmm. It's based on character. It's not based upon any reference to the past movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But they got to take down Jacques Claude Van Damme for a plot point reason because um, he's going for uranium and shit. And as they go along, that then plutonium. things plutonium. You're not uranium. They have the uranium. Uh, I don't know. It's one of those things. Right. Right? It's nuclear. They can't. And there's like a lot of it. Right. So they got to stop. And drama happens as well. There's a bit of drama, but. There's just, as I said, when it concentrates on having fun with the characters as they are, as actual characters, it's great. Like when Chuck Norris turns up, it takes it took me out of the movie. The Jamie Dodger talk was great, but it took me out of the movie completely because there's no reason why he's there apart from hey, it's Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's not like oh, I was in Russia doing something else. Hmm. It's like he turns up, does a few jokes, then disappears, and then he turns up again later for a little bit longer. With Schwarzenegger and Willis, it's a bit more worked in, and there's some fantastic stuff there again broken by the fact that one of them goes to get transport and he's, you know Schwarzenegger says I'll be back and then Willis says you've been back enough I'll be back and right. it's like yes lame but then you've seen the trailer the different yeah, trailer yeah. With, yeah. with smart car yeah. when Schwarzenegger gets in and says I've got shoes bigger than this that's fantastic that's fucking funny yeah. and there's, a, there's more of that is needed um, I think it is a little hampered here in Malaysia as well because I know it is an R right mm, yes. and the fight with uh, the big fight with JVCD comes out a little weird because straight up usually they said you know movie logic should be they should trade blows for a bit then one gets the upper hand then yeah. the hero rallies and so on yeah. and so forth I don't know whether they missed the reel or something like that but the first, as soon as they start hitting each other Stallone is like beating him to death mm, yeah and then like literally JVCD is not landing a punch mm-hmm. like and Stallone is going full on into him mm-hmm. it's the end of the Batman Bane fight not the beginning of it yeah and then it kind of switched so that kind of took me out of it as well so I, again I don't know whether some of it's censorship some of it's Simon West doesn't know how you know he's following you know directing by numbers or something like that right but it is genuinely funny um, it is genuinely an action movie with all these guys in it um, these flaws they detract they detract from it for me but the Jamie Dodger thought it was great yeah. it is worth seeing it might be worth waiting until you can see an uncensored copy though because it was only afterwards that I realised that there was no cursing and there's a band scene in the bar where the music skips a bit and you're like uh, I guess they cut out a little of the salty language there yeah well that's another thing that kind of bugged me with Premium Rush is that uh, quite a lot of the dialogue was cut yeah like quite a lot of Michael Shannon's dialogue was cut because he I don't know I guess he swears a bit but um, I didn't realise that Premium Rush was uh, rated R I thought Premium oh. Rush was rated PG-13 yeah uh, and I think it, I think it is actually um, so so I, I don't know why they, they felt the need to, to cut some of the dialogue mm. uh, yeah it is PG-13 yeah so what? Um, oh. It is PG thirteen, so I was kind of. Because this is eighteen, it was that, an eighteen in the that, cinema. That, 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 kind of annoyed, that kind of annoyed me a little bit, yeah. you know, because um, it's just it's just annoying. When, it's just annoying when dialogue gets cut. Yes, and uh, that happened a fair bit in Premium Rush, particularly yeah. with Michael Shannon's character. And this, I don't know, because Michael Shannon's character is just angry throughout the entire <laughs> film. He's he's. <laughs> You should, you should see it just for Michael Shannon actually it's really really funny I'm interested to see I mean everything he's done everyone says he's amazing so it'll be, it's going to be uh, really I'm, interesting to see Zod yeah I'm really really excited to see what he does with Zod I ha- yeah I, I have to see Take Shelter because I just hear amazing things about yeah, it yeah yeah um, the other thing the one thing I will end on this is that fucking Dolph Lundgren is amazing like he's acting playing a lunkhead but a lunkhead who went to MIT which he actually did as well yes yes and there's just there's one moment where he's at the background and he just turns slightly and just wipes his eye and it's just it's brilliant he's acting the whole way through the movie it's not like he's just phoning it in or anything he's just great 
Dolph Lundgren is one of the, he's part of the comic relief of the movie. Also, he ain't getting any with fucking Maggie, and that's just that's played for laughs halfway through. He's trying to nail her the whole way through. It just well, doesn't happen. Well, it was great. Well, I mean, like, uh, but Dolph Lundgren, in my opinion, was the best thing about the first one. Yeah, you know, uh, I really, really enjoyed his performance, and out of, and also when you're standing next to people like Stallone, you really get a sense of how well this man's aged. Yeah, he looks great. Dolph Lundgren looks fucking awesome. Yeah, and he gets so he gets some nice stuff. He's the comedy relief, but it, it, it's pretty good. He's, he's, he's really good and I really enjoyed him more than anything he got more laughs I think than anyone else so to finish off a bit of real world experience right while in Singapore we went to the I went to the Art and Science Museum to see the Harry Potter exhibit in Singapore Any good? yeah it's pretty good that's the, re- <laughs> that's the review there we go <laughs> um, this is pretty fucking cool like you're greeted if you don't if you haven't been to Singapore and seen the crazy buildings they have now for the Marina Bay Sands Resort area the Art and Science Museum is like a hand open to the sky mm-hmm. and you go up a lift on one side and it's a, it's a circular gallery like there's a hole in the middle so you walk around it how it's long pretty, is it going to be there for is it it's I was gonna, it was there it's there to the 30th of September alright so what they do is you go up there's a flying there's a Ford Anglia suspended from the ceiling oh. and you queue up in an area and they give you a little talk and stuff and then you can get your, if you want to they can you can get a photo taken in front of a green screen and they can put it in the background like um the train that brings you to Hogwarts or the Great Hall or something like that. Oh. If you want, you don't have to get your own one. Mm-hmm. Then they lead you to an area. Now, the, the big diner on this is they don't need to take your own photos inside. Mm-hmm. So they lead you to another gathering area and they show some movie on the walls like, oh my God, you're going for this high pumpkin. Great. Then you go into a room where a Singaporean local is like, hello, first years and welcome to Hogwarts. <laughs> it's quite weird. <laughs> and they do, there's some of it is, um, it's an experience. Parts of it is an experience. They do the sorting hat. So like anyone wanted to, can I have a volunteer? This American me now <laughs> straight away, and they do the sorting hat, and you can hear Leslie Phillips. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. You hear Leslie Phillips' voice come over. Like it's pre-recorded, but it's a nice little thing, nice little touch. And then you go through the doors into Hogwarts, and they have all props from the movies done by characters. So they have like Harry, Hermione, and um, Rupert Grint. Mm-hmm. They have like their bed from the movie, and they have different outfits they've worn throughout their wand. They have like their case with props from that. So a lot of good prop stuff. Yeah. Um, the best I think of all the props is just the Gilderoy Lockhart section which is Kenneth Branagh's character mm-hmm. because in it he was kind of a foppish hero mm-hmm. and there's an awful lot of framed like headshots and action photos of him mm-hmm. just being all ha 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 and there's that whole section and it's like his, his outfit is like it's a fencing costume with a cape off one shoulder yes. so the costume's amazing but just all these photos of Kenneth Branagh with this cheesy fucking grin on his face is brilliant <laughs> Uh, you can go through Hagrid's hut then they have a defensive against the dark arts area which is pretty cool because they've used directional speakers that seem to nail a certain spot right so you're walking through it and there's a dementor on the wall with all this cape blowing mm-hmm. and as you walk over towards that you can just hear like in your left ear you're a fool <laughs> and I'm like Jesus what the fuck and there's bits of that throughout it now I think it could do with more of that mm-hmm. there is a thing where they have mandrake roots I don't know if, the one where they I can't remember what the one with I don't know. The one where they went back in time, there's a class where you go to mandrake. You need mandrake root for something. And they're like roots that you pull them up and they look like little root babies that scream. Mm-hmm. You can pull those up. They've got those. Oh, okay. <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it's, That's pretty cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah. There's, not, not, there's not an awful lot of that, though. Right. And, like, I don't know, you could put your name in the Triwizard tri- Cup or some shit like that. I don't know. But, um, yeah, lots of props in the Great Hall. Lots of, like, they have... It's cool. They have both um, Richard Harris and uh, Michael Gambon's outfits as well so like, it's the real props which is kind of cool right. uh, all the wands it's nice to see them all close up and just bits and pieces from the different movies and you know the, obviously the, the Griffin thingy 
isn't real. Mm-hmm. So it's a CG creation, so they have made stuff for that. But a lot of the other things is, is um, props. As you walk through Hagrid's cave, there's a dragon egg on the counter that shakes unexpectedly, which scares the shit out of you. Oh, right. Um, a lot of it's in service of the commerce, though. So, like, you know, you can't take photos, but you can buy a book when you go through. The shop is kind of cool. We did get a few packets of Bertie Bots every flavored beans. Apparently, the dirt ones don't taste as bad as the snot ones. Right. Uh, I haven't sampled mine yet. You can get chocolate frog. You can get Gryffindor, and uh, you can get a scarf or a tie. I was thinking you get a Slytherin tie for me business meetings when I want to be particularly evil. Uh, you can get ones that are chopsticks. <laughs> Like, because all the different ones are shaped differently for each character. Right. right so there's, there's things like that that are genuinely relatively cool. Right. Um, you can get Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> yeah, God. Remote control one for the TV. It's it's a cool exhibit. Uh, you know, I like the. It's not the London prop store. They have a small section in it. But remember, I told when I was in London, I went to the. It wasn't the BFI, but there's something else that where they had where I had the photos of like. Uh, they had the the glaive from Crawl, and they had one of the original Superman outfits, mm-hmm. and they had one of the original monkey models from Twenty Eight Days Later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that it's on the South Bank, uh, not the South Bank, the East Bank. What was it? Where's the theater complex in the UK? And what the same? No, off from the Rose Theater, the East Bank, South Bank, West Bank, East Bank, the South Bank. South Bank. South Bank. The South Bank. That's it. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a long and it's a, near there. It was a building. I think I mentioned the one, the podcast one at the time I spent. The, Yes, yes, yes. Um, so it's it's nice to have things they're a little bit more out so they're not quite just all behind glass right but a little bit more of the interactive stuff would be very very cool uh, the sorting hat's cool and stuff but a little more of that would be would be welcome uh, but yeah it's a definitely good experience so if you're going to be in Singapore before then definitely worth going to see I don't think I will but fair enough yeah alright uh, we'll leave you there for this week anything else you want to add to the show guys? no I think we're done I think we're done We'll leave you you there. Thank Thank you for for listening. listening. And next time we'll have Obama on as a empty chair. There you go.